following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We pose the question, would you put your brain in a robot body? On this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast, I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Editorial writer, Blazer Kid. And we have two returning guests. Former director of social media for Toonami Faithful, Celia Rose. And... Uh, fake nerd core rapper and former uh, current technical whatever writer, uh, possibly for Toonami Faithful. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Carl, we did it. it. We got him. Hey, better your bandwidth than mine, though. Well, yeah, I'm going to mirror it. I've decided we'll mirror it. 6,000 words is a lot of bandwidth. No images. People just have to use their No images. (laughs) I mean, all we have for images are what was in the press kit, and it was like four. So that's not going to go very far. And I already used them all in my tiny, pathetic review where your review will be the chad <laughs> people will compare them to be fair mine was a preview not really a review it was, a, it was it's just like just my general thoughts before the first episode actually aired they uh they haven't sent me a screener for shoegaze i don't know what that means <laughs> they definitely won't after i if after you publish me they'll be like no we're voting cut off <laughs> It's not. It's not happening. It's. It's not happening. So we're here to talk about the third episode of Fully Cooly Grunge Orinoco. But there were some things that I wanted to talk about because uh, HBO Max. Oh, I called it the old name. I do that a lot. I the I Max. call things by their old names. Max. The Max. Like Twitter and Max. The one to watch. They. Uh, <laughs> When they put up the third episode of Fooly Cooly Grunge on Max, they did add the uh, Japanese subtitled version. So I had to go back to episode one and check out that rant that Haruko goes on. And there's some interesting differences, to be sure. Uh, I honestly think that their subbed version of the Japanese one is probably not as accurate as it could be. But it's pretty amusing nonetheless. So the subbed dialogue is take pride in holding the Guinness record for cringe. Tell some creepery Ken jokes and use Kong Ming's cringe men astrology to unite the cringe, the Han and the woo. I don't think that this will make a lick of sense when translated. So don't even bother. It's like, you know, that feeling of being left out when you're watching a foreign film in a theater and only the native speakers laugh. And I should note that I heard them say ego in that. So they were definitely talking about an American film when they're talking about a a foreign film. English film. English film. Could could be British. Oh, could be. Uh, Those exist. Well, the word for film is ego. Oh. 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 So it could have just been not specific. Yeah. Foreign film. 
But that's yeah. not exactly what it said. What what was your your take on it, Celia? Because you you were telling yeah. me that they, kind of like, they did some creative. They did, yeah. So what they did is it's kind of in the spirit of one of the jokes from the original series where they do a lot of wordplay off of the onomatopoeia that leads to them just saying "fudi kuri over and over um, and really kind of leaning hard into the double entendre behind the nonsense. And with this joke, they play off of the word kimoi, which is like something that's gross or weird, and homophones to kimo. And that's where you get like this rant and you'll hear it when you listen to the Japanese version. You'll hear them say kimo, kimo, kimo over and over because that's kind of the punchline of the joke is even though they all sound the same, it's not all the same word. But like that first episode with that similar uh, gag, it doesn't really make sense to translate it directly into English, which is where we get this like kind of rambly thing, including Kong Min and talking about the astrology of Kong Min. And then uh, I do like that it adds on, like, you're not going to get this anyways, just like when you're watching a foreign film, because they're right. You're not going to get it unless you're familiar with what's being referenced in the Japanese version of this gag. Um, And then like the original series with the onomatopoeia joke, they did adjust it in the English dub and how it was localized there. So it would actually make sense. And so you would have something to laugh at instead of just what weird stuff is coming out of the characters mouths yeah it's a Hmm. it's a it's 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 a very clever way of handling localization and uh like it is interesting because kimoi being this word that is very contextual in a way that i think we're lucky the anime has recently kind of made apparent to anybody who's watched like uh, a lot of stuff subs because you know there's there's a reason why obviously fully coolly in this context wanted to translate that as cringe and is this it is a very a very cruel kimoi and then this is translated as sus in like nagatoro for the same word so it's a little more a little more playful and it's like it's like it's, it's it, it, that aspect of intent the fact that they managed to follow through on that not go with like not following anybody else's footsteps but read the read the room um speaks to really good technical execution um on uh on the dubs part and i i too went through and through means because it's not officially available up here in canada watched the whole thing through subtitled and i think there's definitely some scenes that are just a little easier to like pick apart if you can just read them (laughs) Mm. there's definitely stuff in episodes two and three that i'm like oh okay it is definitely this um where the dub maybe it's a good acting but it doesn't necessarily help the viewer pick up the full context sometimes it's there are some rather different line reads yeah there's some beats where it's like ah okay this is what you meant by saying that and i'm like and there's some dialogue that they say something earlier in the show and then there's a callback to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a very specific way of phrasing it so I noticed which some is, of that stuff, which is difficult because this whole thing is as much as it's ejecting um, the the typical fully coolly structure of like every episode is this nice tight little story circle. Um, it's still grabbing a it's still re- grabbing a lot of the other concepts and 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 beats and 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 motions, and so have making sure that anything that 
that's being done there with regards to dialogue and that kind of referencing is coming through becomes really important. Um, and I think they did as much as they could. Like, I think it fully coolly is mm-hmm. no, no fully coolly makes that easy. None no, of them. <laughs> definitely not. So this was the subbed caption for like the text on the screen. If there was a Guinness record for creepy, you would hold it. So go on with your Me Too jokes and egotistical lamesplaining. It just proves you're one of the lunatic cringe. This part doesn't make sense when we translate it, so just forget it. And then the dub goes on to, you know what it's like when you're watching something subtitled because dubs suck and the only people who laugh are the native speakers. <laughs> so there's the line. That is, that's a, that's a good, good translation of that part in particular, but I don't know. It might just be my brain playing with my head, but I could have sworn I heard me too in the Japanese language too, but what Celia can tell me if I didn't, you know, she was going so fast that I would have to watch it again. And yeah, listen she to see if she said that specifically. Fast. Yeah, and that's where it feels kind of like it's trying to emulate that same energy of that onomatopoeia joke from the original series because it's yeah. fast, it's frenetic, it's based off of the the wordplay and homophones. So you have to really like closely listen if you really want to pick it apart mm-hmm. in the original language. Because if you don't listen closely, you're gonna it's just gonna fly right past you. It's super fast. Yeah, absolutely. More, more freeze-frame storytelling. I in Japanese because I didn't. Yeah. Speaking of uh, wordplay, the uh, Tetsuhiro Ikeda came up with the names for the characters, and Shonari and Dainari came from the mathematical symbols for less than and greater than. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Which is and... actually kind of sad. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Kinda it is. is sad. Dainari is the greater than symbol. You know, so like, I don't know. I just feel like the context of naming him the greater than son and then Shonari is the less than son. That well, is kind of sad. It's, it is it is a weird way of being older brother, younger brother. And, yeah. And codifying it in that way. Um, I can't say it's without. It, it's, it's not out of place necessarily culturally. Like, it's not. No. It's it's and it, it and, it, and it's interesting. Elder because brother it, is always really important, and I mean it's. I mean, I, I say that culturally. I'm like it's that's still just a kind of global like terribleness in some ways. <laughs> um, but I say that as the older brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm right but, there uh, with you. But um, it's very interesting because you it sets up that expectation. And then ultimately, though, it is about like Shinari rises up and 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 really seizes the day in a way his brother couldn't couldn't find the path. It's like he's the last then, but he actually his his results were greater than. And I think it's kind of mm-hmm. that kind of inversion. It fits with the vibe of the show. Like it's mm-hmm. it feels very at home here. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. in the second episode, because I watched that one subtitled mm-hmm. also. The subs in the second episode did specifically say that the Rockians were immigrants. Do you guys remember if the dub mentioned that? Because I I remember being very confused about where they came from watching it in English. Very, very confused. The director refers to them as aliens. I I don't think they mentioned immigrants at all in the dub script. Probably to 
you kind of skirt that. Well, it's also, it's the kind of thing where I do wonder if some of that's also, again, language. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if you would necessarily be able to skirt the context in -hmm. Japanese as easily as you would in English. And if you're trying to, and whether, and again, the story sort of makes that effectively clear anyways. Like they are clearly, they are clearly have, they're not from earth. They have clearly fled medical mechanica before. It's not that it's not there, but yes, it's one of those. That's one of the points that, yeah, the, the subtitles make really textual. Like, now let me yeah. stop you there. Is this earth? I don't know. They never said it was earth. Well, I have to say it's earth, but it's like, sure they, clearly, it's they, they fled, they, they, they fled, they fled their planet to this other planet. Mm-hmm. So earth or yeah. not. Um, and they, they're definitely familiar with medical mechanica. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's very clearly like, Oh, they, they were, they thought they were getting out away from this and there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so laser really liked episode two. I also really liked episode two, but uh, what did you really like about episode two laser? Um, well, unlike episode one, we actually had character growth. Shonari oh, is a character. Oh, yes. Shonari <laughs> is a character who, who we get a good definition of who's built up, who's got this storyline with his brother you get to really see more about his relationship with his brother, his relationship with Lorinoko, his very minimal relationship with Shibachi, although you know, significant for what little is there. We had just that small glimpse of Shibachi, which we get a little bit more, but you know. Uh, um, he's and a good kid. He's a good kid, and I would like I, to know I, more I, about I, that. You don't have to know more about him because Shimpachi is is an analog for Nauta. Like he's he is there. Like this is one of the abbreviated storytelling things that they Grunge leans it into. Shouldn't it, do that. It, it should not. Rely it comes on. right no, down. Why to... shouldn't it do it? Because that's exactly what Fully Cooley did with Nauta with regards to uh, Shinji Akari. It's uh, uh, it's it's, it's all it, it's 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 derivative. It's connection der- with Fully Cooley, the original, and I fully enjoyed it. Not even I saw Fully Cooley before I saw Evangelion. So. I, I also don't know if I would consider Naota an analog to Shinji Ikari because they're oh, very different. I wouldn't say necessarily an analog. I would I would I wouldn't say like an analog necessarily, but a rebuttal. And this this is this this to me gets into fully coolly through its from its from its from its inception in the original series, and how the sequels have tried to handle themselves with regards to what fully coolly did in regards to Suramaki saying sort of to to Anno, this is how I can do what you did and say something say give us the same sort of ontological you know coming of age story arc but with but with my spin on it and then Prague tries and alt tries to respond to that and I think we're getting a response here um to all of that history now in grunge well and my own with thought with there. that same hyper with the same same and more hyper condensation of storytelling that fully Cooley was built on. If fully Cooley is doing in six, what other anime series needed 26, then grunge is very much saying, no, no way I can do it in three and I can do it for three people at that. I think it really can though. And that's, that's honestly my, my, my biggest problem with the show as a whole, but especially that first episode. And honestly, if that's what they're doing, it's going, you could see Shimpachi because it's now to, that's really poor storytelling because you shouldn't rely on previous stories to, unless it's the exact same character. If, if that was Nauta, then yes, 
that would be completely acceptable. But it's but, not. But fully Coley has always relied on greater context for it to be fully decoded from the original I series. I disagree with that very much. You can get more out of it by decoding it that way. But it is perfectly fallable without doing that. And that's what made it great. You know, the level of flatness of Shinpachi is, uh, is, is, uh, it goes so far as, you know, they put thought into Shonari and Dainari's names. Orinoko's name is a reference to Enya's song, Orinoko Flow. Shinpachi was literally chosen because it's a common boy's name. Yeah. It could also be, too, that the point of Shinpachi isn't necessarily for him to have that much growth, but it's hard to say because everything in grunge is so fast anyways that... I would have liked to see something because he could have easily have a character arc like Naota where Naota is apathetic all the way through. But by the time you get to the end of the original Fully Cooly, Naota is more open to letting people in. Right. He's not shut off anymore. But I think but it's is really just kind of like bored. And that's about all the show gives you because there's just not a lot of time to take it further. Yeah, it's. I don't even necessarily think he's bored. He seems like he's, he, whereas many Philly heroes and heroines seem to be struggling with ennui. I've never really got that out of Shimpache because he's, we, every time we see him, he is in some way uh, a good friend supporting his friends, whether that's standing up for Shinari, whether that's slipping uh, Orinoco a 50 and blaming it on uh, the clientele uh, at the uh, at the restaurant, or whether that's standing up to his dad uh, rather than sort of just kind of hemming and hawing about it, he just he's there to jump into the fray in a way that um, is yes, it's flat, but it's kind of a rebuttal to oh woe is me, it's so hard being. Uh, this age he is already in some ways self-actualized and it fits with the again the abbreviated nature of essentially we start in episode six of any other fully coolie so hmm. that again one can say it's like well that's bad storytelling to need context i'm like yeah but again it's not without precedent in the world they're playing with to leverage context as shorthand for other I things that are happening. I still disagree with you on that, but I get what, I, I get that that's how you feel about it. But Fully Cooley doesn't require you to use outside context to understand it. This, if, if this does, that is its own thing. Well, in as much as grunge is its own thing from rock and roll, right? Okay, but you're trying to make a compare. <laughs> you're you're trying to make a comparison between two different things and saying, "Well, this did it, so this did it, but the other thing didn't do it." So you're kind of playing double speak now. I, I, I would I would say fully coolly does it much more than is obvious. Yes, it can stand fully alone. Fully coolly likes to 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 make references to enrich the experience if you can understand the reference. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good choice. That enriches the viewer to to review it after seeing other things. That's a great choice. But to get the base level without... It, it, you shouldn't have to do that to get a base level storyline. I mean, uh, but that gets into like greater con greater aspects of like media literacy generally. Lots of things base are built. Level. Yeah. Uh, um, I think... Within grunge itself, 
it's really apparent that Shinpachi doesn't get the same level of attention that Orinoko and Shonari do yeah. in terms of telling their character's story and motivation. Part of it could be because he is such a confident kid that yeah, he's he an, really he's doesn't have any like kid. deep. He doesn't really have very many worries the way Orinoko and Shonari do. Um, he's the only one with the family left by the end of the show. Right. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> even if we want to say, okay, he's a stable one. Why don't we find out? You know, they spent a lot of time doing random things that didn't really go anywhere. Why don't you tell us why he's stable? That's a good, that would be interesting. I, I don't know if you, again, I don't know if culturally you need to know why he's stable because culturally you'd be like, his father owns a business. He is the inheritor to that business. He is the only person there. He has a future ahead of him that you don't necessarily need to say to anyone. But he doesn't uh, want to have a, that future. Does he, though? Does he, though? Because he he's sitting he there. Char- well, no, he says he doesn't want to follow in his father's footsteps. He still get, buys that knife, and you see him sharpening it there at the he end of the show. He still wants to be a chef. He still wants to be a chef. Okay. He just doesn't want to be his We dad. could have had more focus on that, too. And we have these other two I agree with that. To have all this focus, and there's there's more here than I was seeing. You're giving me some interesting points here, but they're still they don't play with that, and they should have. And they had. I don't think I, I they it would be great if they had the space to. But if they you've got three episodes, the space no, they had three. They had three episodes, well, and they that's had a, part of the problem with this show as a whole is it's it's trying to could do have used too a fourth. Too little. It could have really <laughs> used the fourth for sure. But even then, there's a lot of epi- um, moments, particularly in episode one, which is the worst of the three by a country mile, uh, where they're doing things that don't really go anywhere. Shinpachi's it, own episode really wastes what, time. What, what, explain it. What didn't go somewhere for you? There were a lot of scenes where they're throwing stuff into the river, and it's like, okay. And then we, you know, we, we rescue... Shinari falls in the river, okay, but they don't build anything with that. And there's a lot of little scenes like that. I don't have specifics because it's been a couple of weeks. Well, the mundane stuff is part of Fooly I mean, that's not just not only is it part of Fully Cooley, it's like that is a callback to the original with the kids uh running errands and, uh, when sure. they shouldn't be in that three-wheel car. Uh that's a kid that's a callback to, you know, Ide's dirty jobs that he really shouldn't be doing as a middle schooler. Um, that's not without precedence, whether it, whether you, and it's a way of, again, trying to tie. I'm not saying uh, any one of those things were bad. It's a matter of if you're going to only do three episodes, which is the big problem with doing three episodes with Fooly Cooly, which really does need downtime to really be Fooly Cooly because we have a lot of the mundane. You can't rush through these things. That's a lot of the problem with it being three episodes. I, I, guess, I really I, interpreted the first episode as setting everything up rather than being Shinpachi's like setting up Shinpachi for us mm-hmm. understanding his motivation for you. why he wants to do the things he does. But Orinoko and Shonari's episodes are definitely setting up for why we should care about them. And I think that's why it episode one is so stark and probably why it feels like Shinpachi doesn't really have much of anything. There were so many pieces that they had to set up for that multi-perspective uh, approach yeah. to the story to work yeah. and that's what's kind of unfortunate yeah. is while it's great that by the time we get to the end of episode 3 Shinpachi is uh, content right even though at the beginning he was like I don't want to do what my dad does he still ends up being like okay this is what I want to do I just don't have to be exactly like my dad 
you know, which is a nice character arc, but it does feel like there's kind of some holes in there. And it, I think that's because we're so limited by how much time we have with the show. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I have to agree with Scott, your fourth episode would have been great for something like that, where they could have taken a little more time to, to spread the story out a bit more. Um, it's not like there's no good ideas in here. There's some really interesting ideas in here. The execution is heavily limited by limiting it to three episodes, and it really hurts it. Um... I don't know. I just I just feel like if you give it four though, then it has to then it has to tell you everything a lot more. It can't just show. It can't just give you the scene. It can't lead. I mean, you can argue six, but I, I think a fourth episode would allow them to spread things out a little bit, show more of that mundanity to to get more of that fully coolie feel, and give us a little bit more for Shimpachi. And we have the setup. I think that really would help. You don't have to explain everything. Mm. I mean, Fooly so, Cooley uh, didn't explain everything, and that was six episodes. That was double the length, and they did not explain everything. I think they explained everything they needed to. Like they, well, like yes. there is there 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 are the there is the, there is the red herrings of all the lore and all the stuff that you typically the anime is often enamored of, and particularly Gynex was enamored of uh, uh, leading into Fooly Cooley. You know, Ava loves its lore. Nadia loved its lore, um, and part of you could argue that the same thing applies to fully clear. There's all this stuff that they just kind of only give you impressionistically or that leans on the context of you've seen these kind of anime villains before. We don't need to give you the details of why they're bad. You just know that there's a big bad who cares. It's about these characters. And I think this is the second derivative of that. If, you know, if fully cool is speed, this is acceleration, right? Uh, but towards that, yeah, that's not going to be to everyone's taste. This is this is this is definitely ejects the idea of every episode having go. If you go into this expecting that like everything's going to give me a clean story arc for each episode in the way that fully Cooley did, where yes, there's this overall overarching setup, and then everything else gets its nice little story circle as well. Uh, there's not the time or space for this, and the fact that they at least came up with this three perspective. Uh, uh, Tarantino-esque approach to it is probably a very clever use of the space they're afforded um, and why it does start to hinge even more so than Prague and Alt did on visual shorthand that should evoke to the viewer the prior series or the or prior characters or prior events. Um but I get where, like, yeah, that's not necessarily going to be to like if what if what made fully cool to you was not just the larger scale messages and the smaller scale um, visuals, but the explicit storytelling structure of six episodes that each are an episode which was maintained in Prague and alt. It was the one, it was something they very much while they ejected and responded to many things that were in the original, they kept that structure as an anchor. This does definitely um, pull that anchor up because there is no, the, the you know, three episodes is a rough C. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I, I really feel like one more would have really helped us is what I was trying to say. And I don't disagree with you that three episodes definitely, you know, limits it. Although I love the multiple perspectives. Actually, that's like my favorite thing about grunge is the multiple perspectives. That's a really cool idea. 
I just feel like they probably should have done one generic overview of the events and then focused on each one of our protagonists. And I think I, that I don't really know. would have made it punch a lot better. I don't know, because that kind of gets in the way of the... I mean, it's definitely trying to be... Like I said last time, it's trying to do the... Uh, God, what? I cite it in this article, too. The uh, classic Japanese play. The th- multiple perspectives. Whoever's editing this should cut this part out while I look this up. <laughs> <laughs> no one's Rock- going to edit Rock-a-go? this. Rakugo? No, no, no Rakugo, Rakugo is comedy. That's comedy. No, not Rakugo. Uh, Rash- Rashomon. Rashomon. Yeah, there that was it. Perspectives there. Um, if you try, I'm not going to cut it. You, oh. yeah, I, I absolutely know you won't. Uh, <laughs> you think uh, I'm going to look for that? <laughs> after, look, yeah, because we're only like you know a handful of minutes into what will be a three-hour conversation. No, I'm <laughs> well done. Kidding. Uh, no, well, it's, actually, it's, it's, we're 28 it's, minutes in already. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now imagine once this thing is like, you know, much longer than the entirety of <laughs> Fully Coolie Crunch. Oh, jeez. Well, if it's, you combine all the conversations, it is. It already, yeah. No, we, we cleared that last episode for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're getting meta and independent on ex- outside context. Uh, that said, uh, it, you would lose it. You would lose some of the value that's being trying to be placed especially on show and and uh oronoko and having them really be the centerpieces of their episodes and you'd lose the sense that like they're trying to set up three heroes and one is kind of shimpachi's is is almost a red herring it's like ah we're gonna you think you're gonna get this regular fully coolie site we've got these other two people who are much more important to the story in a sense um like you like, you know, to you know, yeah, Shibachi is this generic, you know, shonen hero that, you know, is, you know, really, what really struck me was when rewatching it subtitled and I'm like, God, he's this kid with short black hair, a button up slacks listening to a dated music player. I'm like, that's just literally pulled out of evangelion just with a different color scheme like it's that we, we have seen it's oh, Shimpachi. You mean like Shinji? It's like it's literally that shot. And it sets that expectation up of him being that kind of mopey, but eventually gets off his can kind of guy. And instead he's in, you know, uncharacteristically self-actualized, but you know, it's still fully coolly. So the second he's being assaulted by Haruko and O happens. Um, and we can kind of, it, like I said, it, it, it counts on the audience knowing it's like, it counts on the audience knowing it in the same way, like I, I think I think I bring up Tarantino because it's like his films, yes, make sense on their own, but so much of it's built off of I'm referencing this film and this film and this film and this right. film and, and this film and this film. That. That's a good and, but thing. The thing. But the thing is, is that's what it's doing here. It's, it's trusting the it. audience to to know it's to know the memetics of the source material. But it's doing it to get the base level of the story, and that's not a great idea. Um, yeah, I agree um, with Laser. It feels like more of a crutch this time because they're working on a limited time frame. Because Tarantino does do that, but it enhances the story. Exactly. It's not something the story leans like do, on. Doing that to enhance the story is a great idea. It allows you to get more the more you watch things and the more you come back to it. That's a great way to make rewatchability. But using it as a quick way to get through it, to understand it, that's just not a 
you're relying on people to what if this is the first someone's first fully coolie oh remember i'm talking to you from canada where in fact this is the first coolie to air on television and yes this must be absolutely impenetrable to anyone who hadn't sought out the uh, dvds or watched it um on crunchyroll or, or the original on funimation um it must literally be uh an absolute uh Im impenetrable impenetrable setup and i think that would be, you know, I can say it's like, should it gets into a greater question of like, should all of these things be truly standalone pieces? Because already in some ways we can say like, well, our prior two sequels already failed that because they are so keyed up in being in some ways responses to the original deconstructions of the original. Um, but you can, here it, I, I can't speak to progressive progressive as well, but I can say. With friends I've had that I um that watched specifically alternative before mm -hmm. they watched anything else, they were able to follow it just fine, and they loved it. Yeah, this is definitely not followable to the outside world for and sure. And I consider yeah. that to be one of its major flaws. And to your point about Shinpachi not being that important, I agree with you. Uh, if we have this character here that's not that important, why is he even here? Because he gets because he plays because he plays his role. He's there. He's there for that piece, and but he's why? there to. Sh if he doesn't do anything, which he doesn't, well, then why is he here? Hey, the story can run with Shinari and Orinoko without <laughs> he's him. He's here he so here? Haruko can pull something out of his head. Yeah. Okay, but why not? Literally, <laughs> why didn't? Why not do that for for Shinari or Orinoko, who are much more interesting characters who we could do a lot more with? Because they have their you're, own you're... things to get done. They have their own stories to tell and their own paths to 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 to, uh, to cut through. Maybe maybe Rockians don't have no. That's also a possibility. Um, <laughs> he, and, let, 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 let's let's keep let's let's keep it a hundred. Shinari clearly has the requisite romantic uh, energy to have. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Uh, and if he's there just to get hit by Haruko, and he's he's a prop. That's not a character. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, it's <laughs> um, it's choices I mean, were made. I mean, it, like I alluded to last episode, it kind of reminds me of, of the lead guy in Gridman. He's there more to be at most an audience kind of. I can't insert comment van. on that without spoiling half of Gridman, but I I would disagree with you, but for reasons that require me to go into Gridman. <laughs> I, but yeah, but the thing is, is Gridman is much more about its villain um, or its she other character. She is definitely the than, major character, the focus. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so but it's I can not say that, that there's is... nothing there for the main character. But again, I can't really answer that without spoiling it for anyone listening. And I don't let's do let's that. compare him to Ida. <laughs> oh, uh, from well, Tenya Ida actually has a storyline and a character arc. Kinda. He had he goes through a whole arc about uh, his his brother getting his not that either. Oh, okay. From fully Cooley. Uh, oh, okay. I, my brain just jumped to the wrong Ida. I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought of the same Ida because I haven't watched Progressive or Alternative, so I'm like, well, I mean, I haven't watched Hero Academia in a while, but I'm pretty sure Ida does have a story. No, no, that's no, why no. I reacted. <laughs> I, I, I think in terms of if you compare him to, yes, is like Ida, he there more for the other cast to 
bounce off of and to be in maybe contrast to Ida. Okay. You can be the NO person and not be a mope like now to not be a borderline death drive like uh, Hidomi, not be kind of cringy like Ida. Um, but just sort of be and not be mixed up like Kana. You can be just sort of a person mm-hmm. um, who, yeah, doesn't necessarily has 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 a vision for themselves that isn't necessarily the one set out for them, but isn't necessarily that different either. That understands the privilege that they have, um, and tries to share that. I mean, very critically um, with his friends. I think you don't have him there and then be like to try and give him conflict when his role is to be the person who's trying to help these other people who have much harder times than himself. I think there's value in having a little something more subtle like that in in the context of a fully coolie. It's something we haven't, and it's something that plays to the ultimate denouement of everything being kind of a team effort, something that even Haruko kind of has to, in all of her selfishness, has to kind of recognize, which is uncharacteristic for her because she's as much the trashy adult that she complains about. Um, <laughs> right. She's just as selfish as medical mechanica. She's just as exploitive, just different in how and goal, but ultimately mm. will still use any, anyone in her way. And for her to be like, Oh, you, you, and you all kind of made this happen. Here's a ticket to space. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <laughs> I asked Maki, Maki mm. Terashima Furuta, what her stance on Shin, why why Shin was content to stay where he is. Like I'm fine with Shin finding contentment. That's good. That's that's, that's a progress. But yeah. but why? And this is what she said. Shin hated the environment he was in as well as the way that his father lived. But in the end, after having done what he could do without having to follow his father's rules, he felt somewhat fulfilled, especially after helping Orinoco leave the town. Yeah. Okay. I could buy that. I could see. I just, I I just kind of wish there was, I know it doesn't have to tell you everything. You could show that without saying something like that. You could show he's more content than it actually does. I mean, so, I mean, showing him out behind the shop, sharpening his garbage knife is kind of when previously he seemed kind of sulky about having to do anything, not now to sulky, but still kind of like, I would just want to kind of listen to my literal 1980s original version walk men uh <laughs> <laughs> <he> star lord <laughs> um there's a lot of there's like i said i think there's a lot of stuff that even if it doesn't count on the context of fully coolly counts on a certain cultural context for sure um like i've eaten in shops like uh the one uh shimpachi's dad ran um fantastic mm-hmm. Best tuna belly I ever had. Um, absolutely delightful meal. But it's the kind of, these are the kind of rundown hole in the wall places that, I mean, oftentimes the idea that you'd even see a kid in there interested in taking them over is just foreign. It's usually somebody who would make uh, Shimpachi's dad look like a, a spring chicken. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, again, you have to, you almost kind of have to like, have seen it or, or, or one way, like either it's part of your lived experience 
or it's part of re- or part of what you have taken in terms of learning about Japan to sort of understand why that's interesting. And also, it that the fact that that's the payoff at all ends up being kind of um, a response in a weird way to fully coolly alternative because Kana was not fucking happy at all <laughs> about pets leaving on the rocket. And that is in dramatic contrast to oh, show. And shit. That's a good point. That's fair. They're like, they're like, God damn it. Get the fuck out of here. You, you like, cause at least, you know, at least, uh, you know, Shinari found, you know, something other than, than juice to drink. For sure. <laughs> he can uh, feast on the blood of his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, how did his brother never figure that out? I, Cause you know what, with, with, with the dynamite, it's all charred. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Mm, gotta go fists sense. and plates. Um, yeah. I mean, again, that gets back. Now into... he's a rock vampire. That's pretty metal. <laughs> the rock is the vampire isn't in the rocks. <laughs> he is the rocks. Um, rock yeah, and stone to the bone. Yeah. It's, uh, it is it, that kind of counterpoint. And then the, the, uh, the thing that surprised me, uh, further was ending on the line uh good morning mom and that's our one of our opening early lines in progressive and again this flip mm-hmm. of the mother-daughter relationship um mm. it's like yeah i get it it's it it's very annoying when a piece of uh material a song uh animated series whatever really hinges on or can be enjoyed so much better or clearer if you know what it's sampling from but that's in one sense you know if you're going to call something fully coolly grunge that's a very fair way of building your series because grunge is a is a music genre borrows from metal and from punk and from art rock and from you know uh, 60s psychedelia and on and all these bits and you don't and to to be fair good grunge music you don't need to know that to know why to to enjoy it but it's obviously better if you can have it and that fits more with our traditional fully coolie models than this but the really abstract stuff did get that sort of in that second level derivative from speed to acceleration and i don't know it's like i get it. it's not going to be for everyone it shouldn't be it can't be um they boxed themselves into a corner with this production and they really should have given Mont Blanc hit so far above what I would have expected for a junior studio. That's what bothers me more about them not getting six episodes. Because mm. I think they would have actually been able to really do something uh, outstanding with it. For a I would studio. agree with you there. With six episodes, they could really do something cool. Mm. And I, 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 But with this format, though, the way they've set it up, I don't know if they really needed six. I feel no. like it really just needed like maybe 15 more minutes. Like even if yeah, they just I, I, did extended length episodes. Yeah. I think that may have been the other thing is, is the other thing that we're not realizing. And actually this, the second you said that, I'm like, yeah, the other problem is fully Cooley had no problem doing a 35 minute episode. If that's what it took to bring it home. You know, that would have been, yeah, no, that actually makes sense. If we, if we, we don't we, need if extra could, episodes, just more time on a few. If mm-hmm. you, if you gave these each an extra five minutes, basically so broad you know like so i think i think for the first couple that would bring us out to 30 and then for the last one would only still bring us out to 28 um which i honestly i know you guys don't like the orinoco episode as much that one and maybe that's 
personal context for me, it really hit. Home. I actually really did like. Uh, I didn't like it as much as Shinari, but I did like the Orinoco episode. Orinoco is like that whole the end from of the that op- hit me pretty hard. Well, mm-hmm. from the opening visual for me, like um, her being in that particular thing. Besides, when I go back and rewatch it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's like a callback to again, like garbage planet where you know this is this is just like in progressive and Ida's line of work and so on but just the the visual of her sliding down into this pit and there's this big mining shaft and it's just immediately calling back to me memories of visiting my family who grew up in these abandoned effectively mining towns and it's the same photorealistic stuff too well Mm. no it's the thing is is it's 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 this i have photos that look like it like of these huge mine shafts and these fucking toxic pits full of water that are now super fun sites and all that. And seeing her slide into the stuff, I'm just like, Holy shit. Like it's, it's again, one of these things where it's like, I can imagine if you don't have that context, it's just not going to connect at all. You need to see that. And then the contrast of like, that's, that is the above ground thing. And then there's this below ground thing, which itself is almost a call, a reference to, um, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind because we have all this bioluminescence but she's wearing a mask implying it's toxic underground like it's just it's from the jump I'm just like it keeps going and then the way like it takes it's like her father's final scene is unreal because it's both heartbreaking and funny and kind of making fun of Yoda's death in Star Wars (laughs) <laughs> all at the same time and i'm just like how the f- like i can't believe yes. there wasn't a third one <laughs> yeah it's just it's yeah it's the it, rule it, of three not the rule of two <laughs> <laughs> it's just unreal like it's it, it, it is it, it really is satisfied it, 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 it's it is it is it is too dense i think it i don't think I, I don't think it's a kind of storytelling that a lot of people are going to even if it were even if we were, if it wasn't also then contextually dependent on all the, on all this stuff, just the pace is, um, even in its quieter moments, somehow relentless, which is wild. There are definitely quiet moments in, in, in Shonari. There's definitely quiet moments in Orinoco, but it ramps up so hard. You know, it, I, last time I said, I don't think there's a verse chorus verse pattern, you know, typical grunge pattern, music pattern to fully cooly grunge. And I feel like, eh, kind of wrong here. Cause they all have our quiet intros and then just build up into these crescendos until we finally get our denouement. So we get our first verse and our chorus and our first verse and that chorus. And because, and like a chorus, it's kind of the same, but maybe a little different. And then we finally get our last mm. chorus here and our, and our, and our actual closeout and our, Oh, the musical theory it's coming together. <laughs> oh gosh. It's almost like I wrote a thousand songs. I say staring at my distro kid page. Um, <laughs> complete coincidence. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting. Um, I, I feel like it's bad because this is episode three and we should be talking about that episode more. But it does hinge on the context of the prior two. And damn, it just, it really, it like, it hit home. And it was interesting because, yeah, like I said, it does visually quote some of the other fully coolies. Uh, the point at which the iron is bearing down on her house. Um, and you see that, you know, it's this natural disaster thing and alt kind of does the same shots and it's the same shots that are, I feel like they're somewhat intended to evoke some of the 
footage that was surveillance footage that came out from the 311 earthquake and tsunami. Yeah, see, this but is whereas place it was so- where you make references, it enhances it. I'm I'm all for stuff like that. Yeah, and the thing, the interesting thing, but the thing is, is that's still something where you need a bit of cultural context. You're not going to well, have you're that. You're not going to be there alone. You, you'll I, understand I, 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 there's a disaster I, I, and you're running. You don't need the context to understand the basic, but the added context adds layers, which is a good idea. Speaking but, uh, of the running, when she was running, she she the, said she must run away. Complete she must run of away. Evangelion. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> in the in the that sub. It's even more blatant. That did make me she laugh. literally says, "I have to run away. I have to run away." It's a yeah. little, it's, it's a, a little, little different in the dub. a nod, and again, that's where it's fun. That's where it's interesting. That's where it's good. Um, but the thing is, is that one of the things in that referencing is just how much more personal their their uh take on that was versus alternative alternative you're you, no one's in these buildings they're just these evacuated buildings here it's you know here it's literally she's trying to preserve her memories of her mom like this is literally trying to f- grab the family photos before the place is blown out and i'm just like that was yeah mm-hmm. again again that is a very dangerous place for any studio to tread um it's hard to like if you you can you can be on the wrong side of that and again Womp Wonk lands it. Um, I agree with you on that. It, it leaves you shook at the end of it, and that yeah, that, all this you know, time as, 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 as she hated is, this robot because she hated how maternal it was becoming, only to find out that that was actually her mother's memories inside of that AI. It was her mom yeah. the entire time. I, I did enjoy Mom GPT at the end of the show. Yes, Mom GPT at the end of the show. <laughs> Mom yes. GPT. How oh is she God. interacting with the... <laughs> it's just like a regular disc player, man. Look, it had it's loaded all the data into um, the back of the the air, of, of, of the uh, of the seat because we, you know, it's the future and just like our, our present, we're putting c- computers in too many things. You know, yeah. I, have, I have a Bluetooth light bulb uh, in my room why i don't know also <laughs> she's like it. narrating how she woke back up is like and as i woke and it's like and then her mother's voice responds i'm like wait a minute <laughs> she's narrating this <laughs> again rule of cool like there's times like fully fully cool gets to play with <laughs> no, the rules see, whenever i, I it's agree with you on that one that that I, I, it was just a fun little moment well, and it's it's it like it's it's it was really neat to sort of, uh, and again, it's a bit of a pushback against the original fully cool to say like, imagine like this is the way Grand Gens is as if the original fully cool ended on focus on Nina Mori instead of Nauta. Like it's that kind of thing where it's like it's a it's a it's a shift to focus. That I think is very interesting because it's like the, the the players are there, the parts are there in prior series to take the spotlight off of our initial lead in any of them. And we never do <laughs> in anything prior. And this really uses our three characters to kind of create to roll that forward. You know, it's 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 interesting. There is it is it is an ensemble cast. They are a three-piece set. There is bass drums and guitar here um maybe our fourth episode would have been our uh, would have been our vocalist but we have some people playing double duty uh Mm, this is not just an extended nirvana uh, reference (laughs) but it is um (laughs) um, as much as i've complained about it there are some really cool ideas in here 
Um, I, I, I certainly feel like I'm glad they made it. I really wasn't sure about them doing more. I... Um, but I'm glad they made it. I'm really glad they made it. I'm glad they they got this studio. I want like this is a great way for a studio to introduce this, introduce I'm not itself. Mad that it exists, but I probably would have been happy either way. Um, there's so, there's enough here that yeah, I, I, it's it, it, it's interesting. Uh, I kind of feel about it the same way I feel about Progressive. I don't think I'll ever go back to it, but it's it was neat, I guess. Um, it alternatives is the only of the sequels that I've actually gone back to multiple times. I've gone through both multiple times. Hey, power to you. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I mean, like, like I said, like I said last episode, like fully police, how I got my, uh, how, how I, how, how I got my, how I, why I'm here. Oh, he no, has a podcast, degree in fully Cooley. I mean, fully Cooley is really cool. I got <laughs> no pun intended. I got really into fully Cooley. I have the old broccoli release, with the big giant, uh, overcase yeah. and the, the book and everything. Yeah. I got into Fully Cooley pretty early. So yeah. I, I definitely love Fully Cooley. It's just these sequels have... Mm. I, I wouldn't say I hate them. Not any of them. Not even Grunge. I don't hate Grunge. For all my complaining, I do not hate this show. Um, but uh, the, the level of necessity for them, even Alternative, which I liked overall, I, I, I don't know. I'm in the same camp. Uh, like, Obviously, I'm not like deeply emotionally attached to the original. <laughs> I think it's really cool, um, but it was never like my favorite. Um, but I also felt like it was such a lightning in a bottle thing and really this neatly wrapped little package of chaos that when they were announcing sequels, you know, afterwards, that I'm like, but do we need that? And even though I like some of the things that were int- introduced in Grunge and I feel like they had some good concepts. Education, the execution definitely needs tweaking. Um, and even the art kind of started to grow on me by episode three. I'm like, did we really need it? <laughs> like, Let's I don't be know. real. The, the, like, the climax of this is a whole lot of, hey, remember Fooly Cooly? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me get this off my chest. Amaro served no purpose. He was there purely to be like, hey, remember Amaro exists? Yes, and that's where like I really feel like this show could have benefited from a little more time because I think a cool way to really utilize this multi-perspective technique that they've decided to use is you have our three and then in the fourth episode they all collide into one story and these mm-hmm. side characters that they've introduced can have a oh, greater there you go. Have, have a greater role in the climax because they're I'd not crucial to the main story time. And that's the, the main story. You know, there you go. I really wish that's what they did. Unfortunately, it sounds like that was what they had to change from since it sounds like they had four episodes initially and then they cut it down to three. That explains so much. That explains so, so, so much about it. Uh, And that's a damn Mm. shame. That's a damn, damn shame because it um, with a little bit more and not a lot more, not a lot more, but a little bit more. I could have possibly really liked this one. See, with Amaro, there's literally only about three minutes of screen time for him, and actually uh, 25 seconds of that is just... No, a minute? A minute? Yeah. Uh, 25 seconds of that is just them talking about him. You know, yeah. that, that scene with the... I might be mixing these up here a little bit, but, like, almost all of it happens in the second episode. And while I did enjoy him... Uh, 
talking back to the to the policeman, which is actually I think it's funnier in the sub because they they phrase it a bit differently. It says I I repeat our repetition. <laughs> this this yes, area is that closed. was funny. The, the 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 joke with saying kurikaisu and then repeating kurikaisu, which literally means to repeat, right? Yes. Like that was funnier, I think, than yeah. than how it came across in English. But yeah, like it, they referenced Aramao pretty frequently in the first episode, and I think because I was so busy trying to pay attention to the plot that I didn't notice it until the second time around. Like the mayor even says, a big wig from immigration came into town. Sorry mm-hmm. for the inconvenience. And then you realize by the time you get to the second episode that it's actually Adamo, who's mm-hmm. really not that much of a big wig in retrospect. Um, so no. it's kind of funny that he referenced him that way. And then he loses his eyebrows. And then after that, he's just kind of there. This story is the origin of how he loses his eyebrows and how Haruko gets her base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that aspect to it. And <laughs> that is maybe a bigger uh, squandering of time. Also, they literally, the robot she fights is literally the robot yeah, from the first the two robot. episodes. But it was interesting that the flies turned into that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like this whole was... time the flies have been pestering people. Like, <laughs> I yeah. love when the, she the... takes a bite of the food. It's like, oh! Yeah, that the that is a great gag. Just her eating, trying to eat food, and it's just constantly trying to get flies is funny. Um, yeah, the there are definitely robots? there are definitely parts that I mean they are very lucky they've done such a good job with with show and, and Orinoco especially, and in that bringing in Shimpachi as this glue um, after a sense to sort of it made some of the stuff that should have just been straight member barriers just like I clapped when the bass came out of his head. You know, it it, it it swerves that and it feels Speaking earned because it's it's I, you know, I I might that, be mishearing, but I compared the 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 sub and the dub and I'm pretty sure the dub adds more gush noises. <laughs> they may have taken some liberties with that fully or maybe the mix was just much different. Uh a little, a little yeah, louder. That's possible. Uh, there there I, were I, some people that commented that the mix didn't sound right. The I've that's one. Like honestly, that goes back to the prior two. That's a whole separate tangent, um, mm-hmm. which I will get to after sort of finishing up. I guess my thoughts on the extent to which it kind of squanders time, just trying to to with its more direct, fully cool quoting. <laughs> Adam S uh, shows up, looks majestic, and then gets it the hell out of town. <laughs> I, you know, you know what? Yes, no, that was does. Kind of, like that was fun. Does, that's that, Adamus. I can't be mad. Yeah, about you know, that. yeah, I Adamus. have no problem with that. I was like, and also, oh, look at that. That looks so cool. The, oh, yeah, bye. You know there he goes. Really got to give it again. Got to give the studio credit. They executed. Like that yeah. is like Adamesque is not an easy thing to visualize, regardless of your medium. And that looked sick. He was um, just hiding in the crater the whole time. It was. I, you know, and that's kind of a neat touch. Just this. I mean, just the. This just you know, that's very on brand for like Haruko to be constantly chasing something and she was right on top of it the whole time while she was building her bike back together. Yeah. Uh, I did really enjoy Orinoko and Haruko's back that, and forth. I did that too. was that was probably also just the healthiest single relationship Haruko's ever had with uh, <laughs> a teenager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She wasn't trying even, to pull nothing out of her or anything. Well, not only that, it's like this. Even the second she tried to like be like, "I'm gonna do some goofy and you," I'm gonna be like, "Smooch, smooch innuendos." She's like, "Yeah, no, nah, cut it out." Like props to Orno's like, "I don't, even, I don't want to fall for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Your mom's uh, cool. Everybody can see that's a robot. Yeah, that's it's it is uh, a wonderful contrast for sure. It's a little cold, Orinoco. <laughs> just a bad. Well, and and genuinely cold, not 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 uh, not Hidomi Sundari. It no. genuinely like no, I no, we're not no. doing this. <laughs> uh-uh. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> um. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. I think the breathing room would have helped. Like, even if it's not a full episode, I you know, the second you're like, oh, what if we added some minutes here? I'm like, that probably put it this way. Then at least Amaro has a reason to be there. Otherwise, you can probably great gags aside, you can probably build those out of other pieces. Um, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I I think adding five minutes here and uh, there on each episode, I really think that probably would have done it. I actually have to agree. I mean, given that given that the last episode clocks in at 23 and the other two clock in at 25, what does two extra minutes give you? Like, how much does that make it Another something that only Amaro, I can enjoy apparently. with? Well, the thing is, is <laughs> the question is, is how much does that take it out of something that like only an obsessive like me can enjoy into over the line? How much extra context, especially considering otherwise this show has proved itself pretty adept with very compressed, condensed you know, second derivative storytelling, how much could have it fit in two minutes? I also I feel like they've repeated know. scenes, some scenes more than necessary. Oh man. Like in any other show that fast forwarding in episode two would be literally insulting, but it's fully cool and it can get away with it because it's meta. Yeah. But, yeah. That was, that was uh, okay. And I mean, I, and, and Time I for do, a quick costume change. And I, and, and it I love very, the fact that she has to go around on a bike and she that, has to work was, so hard to be in two places at once. Funny. That was comedy gold that she's just like, she's such a scumbag. Actually um, seeing some struggle just, for Haruko here. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's just great because it's like in any other context, you normally, that would be a very sympathetic scene to see. And you're just like, no, it's Haruko. She kind of deserves it. Um, it was interesting because it's going back in, on rewatches and then realizing it's like, oh, when she's changing out of things in the first episode, she's changing out of the kimono, not the red dress we had just seen her in. So mm-hmm. I think some of that repetition is to try, because they're showing, not telling a lot of things. Okay, we'll show as much as possible these bits of chronology so you start to figure out where these things place with each other. Um, and it gets to maybe the other question of, okay, doing this these three separate little character arcs such as they are character acts um, that then kind of keep leading into parts of this finale until we get to our true, you know, full finale, full distortion on actual denouement play out. Um, Would it have been better if this was also, again, maybe just the exact same amount of time, but if you edit it like a film, you don't have to repeat anything. You can just kind of like, you know that people just that. watch that. Yeah. And, but you know, some like, of it wouldn't necessarily work as well in order. Oh, no, I'm not saying in order. You still can be out of order, but you don't have to show repetition if you know that the person just watched episode one. You can just simply show ah. just enough to say uh-huh. that was this point in episode one. You don't have to give yeah. you can you can bring that in. And honestly, then, I think the only that reason in, this, this isn't a out. film is because then they could only play it one night. 
Uh, and it's and, it, and it's hard to if what you want is to still have some sort of sense of episodicness, which you get by by going Rashomon with it with these three. I'm going to focus on this lead, this lead, and this lead finale. Which obviously fourth would have been your you know again if you have fourth, then you can say finale, all three of them in in, in line together. Yeah. And then maybe I mean there's a version of this it's show where it's finale like finale had to be like seven minutes. <sighs> well, it's seven minutes. It's also twenty one minutes because it's the last five to seven minutes of the prior two episodes as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, can we grab back 15? Well, not, yeah, maybe up to 15 minutes, 14 minutes of show. Um, by then saying our finale, we're really only going to see the finale at the end. We're going to see, or, or we'll see at most a hint of the finale early on, or a hint. You like, we can have smaller hints of this because we know it's all going to be, um, ingested in a single setting um again like for me i don't mind this but again i'm, I'm a weirdo <laughs> i'm an outlier a hundred thousand percent hey man uh, I, I, I found a real weirdo it, it means I, that this rep- <laughs> uh, appeals to a set of people that's that's a good thing I mean, but the thing is, is like, am 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 I at this point the kind of person with regards to something like Fully Cooley, especially in like, you know, in writing the stuff up, I'm like, even bad Fully Cooley still is is leagues better than a a, a trashy Ezekai, like or or some garbage <laughs> light novel adaptation. Ooh, like fighting words. <laughs> I'm saying bad. No, nope, I'm talking about the low level. You know how bad it gets. Oh, I do. You know I do. How, oh, yeah. I do. And, and, I and also, do. it just it's like that's my shorthand for whatever the current stagnation is. At one point, that was slice of life. At another point, that was uh, made anime. At another point, that was magical girls. At another point, that was mechs. It's always nice to have something that's at least kind of trying to do something different different, something different with the form even if it's not as different as it should be because in a sense if you're most if you're really trying to respect fully cooley's thesis it's not just about i you did it in 26 i did it in six you did it in six i did it in three it's also that i was able to do something entirely from scratch with whatever the time was and no matter how good any of these shows are we're going to still have to come back to it's like this was born of an era where you could get at least 13 episodes on a UHF channel. Um, it God knows what hour, but it could be entirely anime original. And your key creatives are maybe a kind of seasoned writer, but also just a, a guy who was doing Dojin and he's on the come up that's gone. And this is perhaps as close as we're going to get to it. Cause at least it's a brand new studio. It got, mm-hmm. it sucks that much like, how every time a new director comes up these days in a live action film, the goal isn't that they get to make the next star Wars in terms of making a new IP. That's as important to the pop cultural conversation as star Wars. They just literally get to make the next star Wars television show or film and or the next Marvel never lives up because it can't. Well, it's not even that it never <laughs> lives up. It's that even if it did, even if it had everything to say and managed to somehow transcend the thesis, it's still an extension of an existing IP. And part of what makes any of these things, what elevated these things into lasting cultural relevance. And this applies to fully cool, even though it is so niche, why it's special was because it was this brand new thing. And it sucks to have to watch something and it's moving you to tears. 
and you're like, wow, they, this is great. I'm really connecting with this. And then being like, but gee, they probably could have done something even if you could have just let them have the full palette and not say you've got to be on somebody else's playground. Like, that's the flip side of this is like, I want to see Mont Blanc's next thing. I hope Mont Blanc's next thing isn't just adapting something or working with somebody else's stuff. I hope somebody can actually write them an actual blank check. I would uh, agree with you. I'd love to see what else the studio can do. There's they they definitely showed some versatility. And I want to see what else. I want to see more from this director, and I want to see more from these storyboards and stuff. Because if you can, because here's the other thing: if you can be so confident with somebody else's words that they become essential to understanding what you're trying to communicate in that work, I imagine your command of language might be rather impressive, given the chance to just express what you wanted to say without those handcuffs on and damn like that's it's not the takeaway i want to take from this because i enjoyed it so much but at the same time i'm just like if we start to talk about the meta of it it's like yeah this shouldn't exist fully coolly was promised to to Kara to pay off a debt uh that gynex owed them because Kara gave gynex a, a interest-free loan <laughs> and instead they are like hey we'll pay you back the loan with cash uh how because we sold fully coolly out from under you to your partners at ig uh, they didn't even know that we'd promised it to you. So there's bad blood for no reason. Wow. No wonder Gynax got embroiled with uh, in a sex scandal afterwards because all the only people left there, at least in the management levels, unfortunately, are trash. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, it's that's the other side of it. It's like, it's, even if this stuff's amazing for some people, that kind of meta and is it never going to be good. Hey, we made the perfect Star Wars. Yeah, Bob Iger still sucks. I don't know. Like this, that like, that's always a difficult conversation of how much and, do you... and, and the problem is is this is this is we come, you know, now that we finish this part of it, it becomes an inevitable, inevitable part of the discourse. And it sucks because it drowns out it wasn't a that's another thing that we didn't have to worry about with regards to talking about fully cooling. Not just because people were a lot of the you know, people hadn't been burnt out by twenty years of internet discourse at that point with all the <laughs> you know, mind numbing toxicity that is. Talk about steam flattening out the wrinkles in your brain. Um, but uh, just simply, it's a standalone work. You don't have to consider it in, in, in any sort of inherently has less studio politics behind it. Um, or to the extent to which it does, it's like, yes, as, I, as I'm going to open this article that I'm writing with, like ostensibly drawn from a bar bet between uh, a kohai and a senpai uh, of who can tell this story this classical Campbellian hero's arc with in less and still have it land and still have it have mass and gravitas. Um, And it sucks because I feel like they managed to have something with mass and gravitas and three here, but it's also still uh, bound up in everything that comes before it, not in the fun ways of all this referential stuff, but in the grimy adult world ways in a very fully coolly sense of, Mm. you know backroom deals and over drinks in shady sushi bars with rotten not piranha meat <laughs> uh, I, somebody tells takeover i need a break i have to press my <laughs> i'm going to eat i'm, I'm so, going to go eat, I'm going to so go eat this was, ice cream <laughs> there were some uh observations that i had just, just uh some things that uh were curious or poignant uh one one curiosity since we know they have the technology to take somebody's 
brain to put it in a robot body. Could it be the case that the director of Medical Mechanica used to be entirely human? Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. I mean, it's, we'll we'll never know for sure. I'm, it's a nice bit of follow through because it's you know as we the original show, Adamus was inside of, ah. so we know that there's this whole aspect of putting putting things inside of robots is 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 there. I mean, now to gets eaten by the same robot repeat like it's all, yeah. It's not. It's all. It's 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 not without. It's uh. It's following the rules of the world. Yeah. Very expertly. Um. Almost cloyingly but again he gets away with it <laughs> the yeah, rest of it comes, yeah. comes together and uh, the other thing is Haruko gives Dainari's stomach plug to <laughs> Orinoko for a whetstone to sharpen knives the irony of this <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my god um, it's yeah. being used to sharpen the katana intended to protect Dainari also, that would explain why it, it was sharp enough to to cut uh, to to nick uh, Shonari. That's because you know a knife's got to be pretty darn sharp for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one one more uh, amusing comparison to the actually I have, I have two comparisons from the uh, the sub and the dub. <clears throat> when Haruko says "arigato" in the dub. If you listen to the Japanese, she says, thank you in English. Ah! <laughs> that's great. No matter what language I mean, you're listening to, they're the doing that's, another one. That's how to do it. That's how to do it. That <laughs> is how great. to do it. That is that is a nice touch. I do. I do like that. So a callback to a prior conversation that you have that I was talking about, how it, it kind of follows through if you're watching it subbed when... Orinoko and Shonari were having that moment and they're talking about how he would leave food for her. And then she said, Oh, well, uh, that's not a really good trade. You know, a, a katana is really expensive and it's not really a good trade for the food. In the Japanese, it's more along the lines of that food sure was expensive. And then later on, when they're doing their goodbyes, uh, in the dub, they say, oh, it's going to be more expensive. You know, make me another katana. And in the sub, she says, this keeps getting more expensive. I just, it's a different context. And I yeah. find it interesting. I wonder yeah, why they did that differently there. Especially because there's not flat for a lot of that. So it yeah. does that. that it, it, I mean, it just depends. Um, mm -hmm. I have friends who work in localization, so I've heard many a story. Um, yeah. A lot of it just kind of depends on what gets approved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for localizing subs, you have the team that works on it, and then they send those subs for approval. Like, subs don't just go up willy-nilly. Of course. Right. They get they get sent back to the, the parties involved for approval, and then they say, yes, we want it like this. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 change that. So... That's where you have some discrepancies between the English dub localization and the subtitle localization. It really could just be that's how the subs are approved and that's how the dub was done. Yeah, it you know it might not have any more meaning than that. Yeah, especially because there's 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 always the possibility that they're not even necessarily the same teams working on these things. Um, yes, it's, it's highly likely being, they're not the same team. Yeah, yeah. production mm -hmm. parallelization long being 
the pattern since the 1990s, right? So, there, uh, and also weird requests like from from studios at points. Like it took, I mean, Gynax always wanted second children, always wanted plural. Why? Um, God, and, don't get me started on that right? one. And while technically, boy, it kind of plays out. Uh, it's it's weird English. <laughs> really weird. Um, um, so that you, there, there are going to be those kind of little things where it's all like, well, why is there this discrepancy? Well, this person signed up for this, this person signed up for this, there are these got handled in these ways. Um, it's just <laughs> annoying. What it, it, I used to be a children, but I ain't <laughs> never been a boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it is annoying here because in something that is so, so, uh, dense as, uh, grunge is any little shift in context does have uh, an outsized level of um, impact on comprehensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is more, maybe even more egregious than having the, the space in the first place is, is like, okay, well, we've got this. We, we've, we, we, it's, it, it exists. Now we have to do as much as we can to kind of, to make sure that that's threaded through as best as possible for, for the viewing audience. Um, Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, the general context is still there, at least. Though it's 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 ne- it's yeah. never in, it's never in truly edit list egregious type te- uh, territory um, no, between no, the no. two, and that's uh, I mean, why? How? Why would it be? Like, I mean, it's a it's a fully coolie. Uh, it was always it's, way out of pocket, <laughs> and it's a fully coolie that's designed with a dub in mind. Yeah. So, all right, we got talkbacks of uh, various flavors. Uh, this one, I'm I'm cheating. This wasn't actually one of our talkbacks, but I really liked what uh, Cody had to say about this. So mm-hmm. I am Cody Stilfies. Mm-hmm. Writes in. I know folks have mm, a opinions about fully coolie grunge but man is it gorgeous mont blanc did something special with the visuals on this like with spider-verse they've created a style that beckons you to freeze frame hit pause anytime and you get a beautiful still i don't disagree with that it i don't does, disagree it, with that either i feel like it really i disagree with that <laughs> okay <laughs> some, some go for it model, some of the models are not very attractive well yeah i let's, i think let's it's, not I think freeze it's frame gross... on the mirror I think it's a gross overstatement to say that you can freeze frame on anything and you have a beautiful shot. However, (laughs) the art does have strengths. The backgrounds were always good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the cinematography and the storyboarding was pretty strong, even when the character models were kind of ugly or the animation was a little weird. That's very I, like I guess you couldn't free frame it anywhere, but a lot of places you couldn't get something interesting. I mean, it's I think part of that when people say stuff like that, I think they're speaking to more background design and, and usage of color. And I feel like definitely in terms of use of color here, it's just as confident as anything that's come before it. Um and while not necessarily trying to fully ape any of them either. Um, it's not the original show. It's not the cooler palettes of Prague. It's not alt trying to. It's not alt take very much. Very, it's alt very much tries to do a take on the original show. Um, it's it's a, it's a. If I were to it, the the palettes that reminds me honestly the most of are some of the more saturated scenes in Evangelions. A lot of those reds and yellows that are 
themselves uh, in terms of Evangelion calling back to uh, the the saturated sunsets and, and color use of color in, in shows like Dear Brother. Um, it's it, it really the color, there's never there's never uh, anything out of place in that sense. Um, start to finish, everything that you everything kind of is cohesive. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it looks kind of gaudy. No, no, no. it well, was pretty ugly at times. Well, like no, by, I by, agree by, that by, they were intentional in their use color, of color. Color cohesive. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were they were intentional with their use of color. Like, and that's the thing, right? Like, I can see where there were attempts made. However, from a subjective point of view, it's still an ugly show. I would like to get behind it, and it, I definitely think it has strengths, but it's, I think it's ugly. <laughs> they, you know, there there are compute, there are three D CG studios that, and I'm not even going to compare it to Orange because Orange is on a completely different level. But you have studios that utilize three D CG in ways that are, I guess, a little bit better executed, at least in terms of their models. It could also just be taste. You know, some people th- are okay with the models. Uh, you know, some are not. The The studio that they outsource to, Teapot Studio, mostly does video game stuff, and their work is also not the most attractive. Um, so oh. that's kind of what that's kind of what you Teapot, get. Teapot, really? Yeah, yeah, Teapot Studio uh, is who they outsource. Uh, Mad it's the Fire Emblem people. <laughs> yeah, so like, and that's kind of what it is, right? You get what you Oh, I better not tell my friend that. He'll hate it even more. With. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it does have strengths. I'm not going to deny that. I still just don't think it's a very attractive looking show. Unless I'm mixing up teapots. <laughs> no, it's. I you think you're right. Um, oh, because I thought that was the recording studio. I didn't know it was. Double check. Also, also the animation studio. Yeah, teapot teapot studio is a studio based out of Thailand, uh, and they do a lot of. Yeah, uh, they mostly the... have done video game, like mobile game stuff. And if you look at their portfolio on their website, a lot of it is just really unattractive character models. Granted, that could be what they're commissioned to do. Um, so that might not be a fair judge of their I, actual work, but it's still just like, uh, like that's kind I mean, of what you can expect. Well, that gets into, the, as you know, the, the, the storyboarding and, and camera flow is very confident. So, that in two, so even if that's a storyboard that they've been handed from Japan, to execute on that and make that all flow in motion is their domain. So modeling may be something they need to work on now considering they clearly given the right um layouts and stuff can otherwise execute and given the palette can execute um you know again this gets back into i'd like to see more from from mont blanc and their partners and 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 what they can do here because it's a really strong first uh entrance into and into anime obviously this gets back you know, it's interesting that they're that they have roots as a game studio because, of course, Gynex did some game stuff on the side uh, as well for a long time in the nineties. Nah, I'm thinking of a different teapot. Different teapot. I'm thinking of a different teapot. This these this studio didn't do Fire Emblem CGI. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, uh, now that you mentioned it, too many too many teapots. Just too to many admit. teapots, short and stout. You beat me to it. I was also gonna mention a Mrs. Potts <laughs> here, but. Uh, but you know uh, however the staff whatever their background is there's certain things yeah they do seem to have nailed down whether the aesthetic works for everybody there's certain fundamentals they seem to have in check 
which again, not everybody gets and that I think are very easy to screw up in 3D, as I said last episode. Um, and again, they continued through with Orinoco. There was never any shot here. Where I'm just like, God, where? why was this? And the shots that they were really, that are maybe the most important to land, which is like you are explicitly visually quoting the original fully coolly. Here's the truck in the three, 360 everything. Yeah, they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that shot. Um, and exaggerated further <laughs> uh, by the end of it. I really did not expect a horn job. Uh <laughs> But <laughs> is what it was. Um, <laughs> but it, it 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 yeah it holds together. Uh, whether and in the sense maybe that's part of the problem. It is very consistent. So if you if it if it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, it never will. <laughs> it's never going to find that that the, a moment because it is tremendously consistent across it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I mean, if somebody can point point out a scene where it's like, no, they really just completely bailed that, by all means, air me out. <laughs> Some of the action scenes in the first episode don't. Yeah, and actually, because I re I actually just rewatched the first two episodes subtitled earlier today. Um, when Haruko is with the mayor in the bar, and he gets her a beer, right, and she's drinking it. Her hand kind of skips a few frames, like it goes from being down and then just jumps to her face. And Whoops. I didn't notice that the first time around. That's where I'm like, wait a minute, what happened here? Mm. And you so noticed it, definitely... it while reading subtitles. Yes. So Maybe that's why why you can notice it. You're yeah. having to pay attention to the screen. <laughs> ah. That should say a lot about episode one. If I didn't feel like I had to pay enough attention to the screen to notice that the first time, because that's a pretty big animation error. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I definitely feel like the first episode was the biggest weakness of the whole thing it, it it does in a sense very much set up a bait and switch um mm-hmm. it, it is really trying to set you up on it is well, however well, essential <laughs> i mean it's essential but it is but like i said it's a bit of a bait and switch it opens up on very very normal fully coolie type things and plays that right up until it has to delaminate for it. And then the normal fully cooly things it's doing aren't our normal fully cooly first episode things. They are our normal fully cooly last episode things. Um, and that is just, it's, that's always going to feel a bit jarring. That'd feel jarring. Even if this had been the first time anybody else had played with uh fully coolies universe, but after two other things that very much still held to that, the, the, uh, the original structure, yeah, it's this weird gear shift. You've been you you know you thought you were going to get this show, and then you really don't realize until you're in at least to it really isn't by the title card of episode two that you realize like, oh, they've built this entirely differently. <laughs> we're not going to just see like a it's flashback and then different. jump back. It has to be. You've mm-hmm. got three episodes to play with, and again, down from four. Um, and, and, and three TV episodes, not three OVA episodes. Yeah. Um, 30 minutes would have gone a long way. Like I said, what do you do with even just an extra couple here or there with, especially with something that's already so that that otherwise seems very happy to be dense. Okay. And again, take a look at what fully coolly occasionally would do with 30 seconds of just stuff quickly showing stuff on screen. To, 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 to click in whatever the realization was. Well, we've got four times. To- we we added four times that. What what could we have done here? 
Do we need to do we need to have end credits that were that uh, complex? Could we have just cut? <laughs> I mean, Even... it's a fine song, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, density. You keep coming back to like just breathing room. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of this. Uh, a lot of the peanut gallery thinks it could have used some more breathing room. Yeah, you're that... right. You're talking with talkbacks. <laughs> Yeah. Let them talk back. We're in. actually talking back? Oh, okay. Yeah. Ed Goldie Risa wrote in, Gonna be honest, this season suffered from not having the usual six episodes to work with. Commander Almero ultimately served no purpose to the plot. However, the CGI animation had some good moments, especially in the final act, and the character stories were pretty good. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I think that echoes most of what's been said here, so yeah, I can't disagree. Yep. Yeah. At native brony underscore 91 said it was pretty good, though. It's kind of giving the South Park cutting episodes short treatment since now both this and shoegaze are three episodes shorter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's some some double dealing going on at Viacom. I mean, Paramount Global. They're not Viacom anymore. Uh, <laughs> I I have uh, concerns with shoegaze but let's let's get through all this then we can speculate on shoegaze uh oh Oh, baseless yeah Mm. (laughs) who wants some baseless speculation oh boy (laughs) at mochi man 17 wrote love the structure all right somebody liked the structure i it is neat to it is neat to break it is neat Mm -hmm. to to break with this uh episodic thing especially because it's Especially because it's like, you know, when I think about it, it's like, we're all, it's time fully coolly aired. I don't feel like there was as much general awareness of like that kind of story circle stuff. After Dan Harmon became famous effectively and forced for that kind of storytelling and brought that into very clearly, at least nerd circles is un- being able to spot it when they see it. Something that's getting out from that, um, even if that's through terrible circumstance. Welcome. <laughs> this might be a controversial opinion let's go gestrid underscore wrote in i enjoyed it a lot it's my favorite flcl sequel series to date wow <sighs> that's interesting that is interesting i mean that is high praise i'm really mm-hmm. glad this person enjoyed themselves because i didn't Same. <laughs> so. uh, i didn't really either but i like to let people enjoy things yes <laughs> I enjoy this, but not like that. And even with how much, like I said, Orinoco's whole thing personally kind of resonated. Um, mm. It's still, uh, it is so condensed that one thing I will note that the other two series got to got to play with, and this doesn't explicitly get to play with, is there's no, you know, pull apart the original fully fully for days with Freudian subtext and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's all there. Uh, prog counters that with Lacanian death drive stuff. Uh, alt counters that with, uh, sort of a queer coming of age sapphic narrative. That's kind of hiding beneath the surface. There's these, you know, there's these things that are, you can tease out this secondary layer very clean and clearly. And that just don't have time for that here. It is literally mm. counting on you saying you have to, it, it, you need the other series in 
brain cache in current memory so you can say like this is kind of maybe nodding this this is maybe kind of countering this this is maybe kind of countering this it does not have the space to say something to to have that kind of psychological layer i think in the same I way i think that's mm. what i felt missing about it honestly yeah and i and i don't and i think the thing is think it doesn't what a lot of people feel it, it it only has the play it does not have this place space to make that explicit it can only make that again second order derivative it's impressionistic you know it's not it's this is not photorealism this is um just it's and and it's not you know it's 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 not uh as abstract as a mondrian or certainly even organized like that it's not a it's not paint splatters it's not our mutt but it is abbreviated it is it is impression not detail and in that it makes it really hard to then say well, then we're going to bury these little tidbits in the details like it's interesting like like oh hey uh ticket is a key plot point in both progressive and here in uh grunge but that ticket in progressive gets to reference a very specific art exhibit that plays to the whole vibe and ethos of progressive and what it's trying to talk about and there's no opportunity to do that here it's just not there's no time mm -hmm. yeah. uh at victory two six zero seven one eight six four that's a lot of numbers i hope that wherever orinoko goes she is happy love the bond with shin haruko and shonari thank you for making the series let us remind you, we're not Tsunami. <laughs> we are but a humble fan site. We're a bunch of nerds so pass who that like along to, to the about the anime. Who, uh, yeah. <laughs> pass that along to Maki and Jason and the lovely people at Mont Blanc. You know, if we're Tsunami, then I want to get to make fully cooling nerdcore. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. It's going to be 15 minutes and you have to have seen all the other fully coolies. <laughs> fully coolie power metal. <laughs> I mean, they, I can't even reference all the ones that people were coming up with recently. Oh my god! Uh, they I'm, they got they, they got ridiculous. I'm here for fully coolie dubstep. <laughs> yeah, let's go fully coolie Eurobeat. Yeah, <laughs> that's just initial D. Uh, I you're mean, right. you're not wrong. <laughs> At NB Yomi wrote in, I thought it felt rushed and cobbled together, which is a shame because I was getting invested in Orinoko, Shin, and Shonari. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely has that that vibe. And really, it's not until you watch it again that you see the intentionality behind some of the chaos, but mm -hmm. it still doesn't always land. Mm. Again, it's the kind of not that fully coolly hasn't all of them are designed to sort of leave you wanting to see a little bit more. This leaves you the character. I mean, the flip side of doing such a good job of making Shinari and, and Orinoko, especially interesting characters um, and making Shinpachi kind, uh, if not deep, you do want you more than in, in having so little time with them. You really want to see a lot more of them uh, like, like that, you know, and that can be its own kind of sour note to end on. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Mm, I mean, kind of. I'm pretty satisfied with their character conclusion at the end. It's just getting there was 
Well, that's what I'm saying. More, more, a lot more along the way would have been would have made that fee- would have made the would have made that conclusion maybe a little stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that gets back to give me five more minutes every episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> director's like, cut, director's cut, director's cut, cut. director's cut. <laughs> I, just, I am curious because this isn't out in Japan yet, um, and it is currently like the way it's being aired here is also the just standard TV length for Japanese TV episodes. Uh, if this gets a theatrical release, like we uh, speculated in the previous episode, will they add additional scenes? Mm. for that because that's not uncommon for compilation no. movies as well to reanimate sequences or add new ones entirely long, in addition to your pre-existing ones mm-hmm. so i would be curious to see if that happens for the japanese release if it's in the theater if it just gets aired on tv i doubt they'll change anything it'll probably just go on tv as is i, I just don't know when they i mean i guess maybe it's something they throw on satellite but i mean certainly two random three episode chunks is how regimented japanese tv is around the cores uh would be unusual i think i think yeah i have a direct to video or direct to streaming or 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 a theatrical run and yeah man if they did a director's cut of this like there's a lot there's an incredible amount of opportunity here in a director's cut to like tighten this the rest of the way up because i'm just i just noticed when watching through means the subtitled version versus watching uh the dub on <sighs> global uh just the removal of ad breaks just make it flow so makes it flow so much nicer that if the whole thing just played through even if it doesn't get any other polish and i think you don't do it unless you can put in a little extra polish i bet it would be i I bet that would add quite you know that's probably like a letter grade hiding in there for Mm. every for anybody that's probably a letter grade of improvement (laughs) could be could be yeah, who knows? I mean, I saw that the character designer for this show tweeted out the other day that he's like, I'm the character designer. This show's not in Japan, so I can't watch it. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see Aww. how they're going to actually release it in Japan. Because right now, it's a North American exclusive. Mm-hmm. It is going to air in the UK soon. Interesting. Hopefully they got to see their other fully Equally series before it ran on the air. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is I looked up, uh, I actually searched Foodie Cootie on Twitter because I wanted to see what some other impressions were um, in case this was a simulcast because like Fena was a co-pro, but it was also a simulcast, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And the amount of tweets that just said, the new Foolie Cooley is not in Japan. I want to see the new Foolie Cooley. Why is it not in Japan? And I'm like, okay, now I understand. This one is a different project. So I'm just really curious how that's going to play out for international release. Yeah. I mean, especially because it's like, it's not like Warner Brothers doesn't, I mean, there's Warner Brothers Japan. um, I recall in in some ways composed of old Jenny and Pioneer stuff. Uh, There's the, there's, there's possibly just direct distribution um, there but on the other hand maybe you know it's still also technically ig's property so they have probably inside of japan whatever kind of path they want to take with release that think they think will provide the most bang for buck in in that market so uh yeah i'll be man like i said i'm really curious to see what what that looks like and boy if it's different uh, i'll just have to watch it another three times (laughs) (laughs) 
at Inconceiva Man. I think I said that right. It's like Inconceive and then Va Man. And uh, I don't know. It suffered most with the CGI being jarring and distracting at best. Also short, making it feel rushed. Yeah. I'm kind of. There are a lot of times when I thought the CGI was more than serviceable, even good. But yeah, there there were definitely moments. And at Toonami Home Base is the uh, opposite of that other gents in saying, okay, finale to my least favorite season of the entire FLCO franchise. <laughs> Episode three gets a six out of ten, while the series wow. as a whole gets a six point five out of ten. Wow. Brownie face. That's a pretty generous scoring for the worst sequel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, obviously the the original is a 10 and then probably the others are like what, 8 or 9? Yeah, you know what the problem is, is it's it's all IGN video game scoring, so like a 6 out of 10 is actually a, like a, a sane person's zero. But since nobody knows, since an 8.5 out of 10 is, is life-ruining uh, by modern review standards, <laughs> clearly 6 out of 10 must be the worst thing ever. See, um, I always go by, you know, five is average. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot healthier. It's a lot I, healthier. I like to use the five system instead of ten system. It's a lot less confusing to people. Yeah, it's a lot easier to go with out of five. Well, also, people don't get as mad at you for saying three out of five is than, than, than six out of ten. Like, people well, just, yeah. people, yeah. people don't understand fractions. Well, people don't problem, understand the problem is, is people will use great like school logic and go 60% that's a d yeah but somehow they don't realize that's the same for 3 out of 5 it yeah. never clicks yes but when you think 3 <laughs> right. out of 5 it, 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 it's not an even number it's not a uh it's base 10 it's, number it just seems like most <laughs> yeah it's mostly good right yeah mostly yeah. good yeah, just like it's, six out of five was six out of right. ten was mostly good. Well, because th- three out of five is straight in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, ish. Well, two you have one, two, I mean, you uh, have one and two on one side, and four and five on the other. Three is right in the middle. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here's the long ones. Mm. Uh, JC Mono five ruin. I don't hate the animation at all. I thought it looked pretty good, and I uh, and it. And I was humored with each brief moment where the style drastically changed. That said, I don't understand the point of FLCL Grunge's story. Haruko, the Irons, and a lot of FLCL callbacks actually felt like more of a distraction to some other interesting things going on in the plot and the surviving messed up world that the characters live in. I mean, that gets back to we the, the news to studios don't get to play with with the, don't get to create the next fully cooling they don't get to make the next evangelion they just get to play with somebody else's toys yeah unfortunate and here here here's the big one oh my god at khaki blue socks mr josh cajun samurai writes in and that's it for fully cooly grunge my thoughts what in the actual hell was this foolishness and who thought it was a good idea it's like they said, hey, it's the last episode. Let's just throw a bunch of references to the originals for the fanboys. I mean, God bless the VAs and the animation crew. They did a great job with the material given. But in my books, FLCL Grunge is probably the worst thing that has ever aired on Toonami in the time that I've been watching. And I sat through Pilot Candidate. 
Ooh, I would not go that far. Ooh. First of all, Josh, yeah. Pilot Candidate well, is yeah. adult Somebody. in action, not Toonami. Yeah. Oh, no, big fan, big fan, big fan. Somebody forgot about Wu and Warriors. Big fan, big fan, big fan. <laughs> yeah, like, as much as I didn't really care for this, and, and like the previous comment asking what was the whole point of this, because it does kind of feel like what was the point, because it doesn't feel like what it at least to point? me it doesn't feel like it really adds anything necessary as a prequel or anything relatively interesting um or at least it tries but it's not clear that what it's trying to do but i will say it's better than food wars seasons four and five. Oh, oh yeah <laughs> i will take fully cooly grunge over both of those any day talk, I, talk I, about I spending too much time with an ip tokyo ghoul tenchi muyo gxp oh god gxp oh, blue god. exorcist hey i like blue exorcist that ending uh, i mean i i had to stop watching well, once good yeah, guy the, satan happened <laughs> yeah the second half of, of season one's not the best i'll give you that <laughs> the, the filler I, half yeah, I feel, I feel like being extra contrarian just 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 to like needle this person in case they're listening and be like, I happened to stumble on some. Uh, they were running, I think, pilot candidate on Retro Crush's linear oh, yeah. the other day, they and do. you know what? It's kind of nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real with you here. I liked it when it was on Adult Swim. I couldn't tell you why because I bought it with that memory, and then I watched it and. Uh, I, I don't know why I liked it, but I know that I did. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, at this point, it's just sort of like, oh, I remember when shows look like this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember when shows were paced like this. We, t- we, we, you know what? We complain about compressed pacing. It's better than the old period between about mm, 2001 to about mm, 2006, where people would be like, hey, we're just going to blow the first five episodes on this on something that should really be the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Again, you have you can also have your derivatives in the other direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, it's uh, like I said. I don't like. The, no way this wasn't yeah. going to be polarizing. <laughs> yeah, polarizing indeed. Um, yeah. In terms, and also, yeah, with the callbacks, it's the only reason why you can feel like they're some of them at least are satiating at all is because they tie that particular item into our you know, our, our triad, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's their efforts that make this thing happen. Uh, they're the special sauce. Um, and having seen everything they've been through, especially show in, in Orinoco, fuck it. You want them to win the day by the end of it. And if this, and if you, and if the story's making you feel that that's where we are supposed to come from it more than the lore. And Felicoli has always been a little loosey goosey tangential to the journeys. And this is definitely the journey of these three um and it does maybe we needed a little bit more of that and just a hair less like amro probably didn't need to be here um yeah could have been cut and i bet what it is is they got to, they were planned around four and they've got the model all done and then they're like well we ain't wasting that model <laughs> yeah um well, that's fair <laughs> they really it's fully cool why didn't they give him four that's still two less than normal fully cool well, or like I said, five five more minutes each. Five more minutes each. <laughs> I mean, for, I'm all for that theatrical too. cut. Theatrical cut. Theatrical, theatrical cut. cut. There we go. There we go. Like the thing that bothers me. Wait, 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 wait. What's the director's name? Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know where I'm going with this, but I've got to say it. <laughs> All right. All right. You, you, like, you got to let me do it. Uh, come on. Uh, Hitoshi Takekiyo is the director. Release the Takekiyo cut. <laughs> Get it trending. Hashtag Takekiyo cut. Takekiyo cut. Come in here. <laughs> tweeted at Jason. Leave Maki alone. But Jason, Jason can handle this. Yeah, smoke. leave Maki alone. <laughs> Jason, Jason, Jason's chill. You can, you'll get the joke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, Jason retweeted somebody's review that gave it a ten out of ten. Just the first episode, and I'm like, I wish I could see what you saw. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, that's Jason's job. That's Jason's job. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that other person is like, ten out of ten. <laughs> In um, what universe? <laughs> I would even I would go so far as to argue that even the the first episode of the original Fully Coolie is it a ten out of ten? Like it's the rest of the yeah, that's like a like, solid nine. Yeah, it's the rest of the show that like it's it it builds to being better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, like yes. yeah, not like no no man. I'm trying to think of shows that really have ten out of ten first episodes versus where they end up. And that's pretty like a ten out of ten first episode's pretty rare. Yeah, and that's usually oh, a silly, but that's usually one. go for it. Darling and the Franks had a really excellent first episode. I it, don't know, it, it, except it tanked. It tanked as it went on. It, did. it gave me so much hope, and it yeah, was such a good first I, episode. I feel, and then that it pain. crashed and burned really early too. Huh. You know, well, I, I, mean, you I know. managed to finish that one just out of sheer force of will, but you are not wrong. I literally <laughs> only finished it because I was listening to Anne cast at the same time, and it was fun to kind of hate watch along with them. And it was also kind of a light season, and I was just it just moved into my house not too long ago, so it's just kind of like that had kind of settled to the point where it's like I'll start watching some anime again because I'm not in the middle of like chasing a bunch of other stuff and trying to like move, and that was. I, I remember it fondly for that. I like the general in abstract. Like I can see why everyone's all like likes their their zero two merch and all that stuff. Because in abstract, it's this nice the 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 feel is kind of yeah. But yeah, it's a crap show. It's a terrible, it's a terrible <laughs> fucking show. Um, it is it is it somehow manages to be like misogynist Evangelion with itself. Quoting fully coolly visually with giant hands and shit, <laughs> uh, you know it steals from it. It steals left and right and says nothing by it. So maybe that's the other thing. It's like I've seen plenty of other works whose enjoyment probably hinges on its referentiality, and it not it's it it added nothing and just reminded you of better stuff. At least all the referentiality here in grunge reminds me of stuff I also enjoy, but it helps me enjoy this other thing. So it all it's. It's complex, it's not accessible, but it's still harmonious, which I suppose is a pretty grunge thing. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm just I just feel for Shonari, man. He's gotta be like a rock vampire now. Like what kind of life is No, that? I don't no, I think that's sick because he is going to literally he is going to single handedly clean that town up. Um, <laughs> he will be and, the vigilante. And, and, well and 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 no more bodies in the river. That's a waste. Right. No more bodies to the ocean. Gonna drink them dry. It's juice. <laughs> oh my god. 
It's like literally is they literally is that Aqua Cheetah in the first episode. Jokes. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's it. No, we can't top that. <laughs> Sorry, we don't get to speculate about shoe games now. <laughs> no, that, no, we got we got I'm so excited for boring adult Kana. I'm so I, excited. That terrifies me. <laughs> it could go so badly. It can go so badly. But like I that is such a double-edged sword doesn't... to do the first really, really, really explicit fully coolie sequel. Um, mm-hmm. in a way that none of the other ones uh, the other ones will be like, well, this guy's somebody's kid, you know, just kind of playing around the edges. Prague very much it's a sequel, but it plays around the edges. It tries to put enough distance in there. If only, again, to, as we know that maybe Grunge didn't, to give these people the space to to breathe and be their own characters and have their own stories. To explicitly loop back to Kana, they could screw up so much. Because like I was saying last episode, it's like, I don't know if I could write about this. I read this article. It's great. Link that on my Blue Sky the other day. Um, man, if they screw that up, that'll be heartbreaking. Like, if they screw up what we got out of Kana, oof. I re- please don't, please don't fuck that up. Like I like, it's nuts story. It's the same director. It's the first time. Also, we're essentially getting a fully coolie that is a con- a true vision uh, of what uh, a sequel supposed to be from part to part with the the same staff. Um, but I think that would be even if it were otherwise technically adapt and even told a good story, if they managed to ruin prior characters by it. Cause then like that show that you did love is actually now like, well, that's really not the whole thing. There's this other thing that like really just steps all over it. Um, in a way that's, you know, you can't write off as someone having lost their touch or handing off to a different creative staff or anything else. Just literally, Oh, that person you thought was sharp sucks. That would be so bad. I would say Mm. you gotta have faith. Yeah. If, 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 if anyone's earned it, um, like, I mean, I would, uh, to, to be fair, if this if, if this had been a prog sequel and we were getting adult Hidomi, I'd be just as worried and just as curious and just as much willing to trust the same, and it was the same director and production staff, I'd be just as willing to, to trust them and to, to, to try it. But I would also be keenly aware of how easy it is to, to, to let that implode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Celia, you're gonna have to watch Alternative, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you actually look, of, of I, the hey. two, it's the better one to watch. So you're you're in you're in good hands. It, well, it, that's that's good to hear. At least if nothing else, it's it's a, it's a pretty decent Yashike. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Haruko stirring up trouble every now progressive and then. Progressive kind of annoyed me, but I was okay with it. This one really annoyed me. I like Progressive. Progressive. You I mean alternative. alternative? I did mean Alternative. I really liked Alternative. It was fun. Has a minor issue at the end. Oh, I say minor, but uh, yeah, but that ending. Mm. That ending is a problem, but maybe this will help with that. That's why oh, I'm worried. This is I'm maybe. not like because I don't know if I have a problem with that ending. That's the part that gets me. It's like I don't know if I'm that. I wasn't upset with that, and then certainly seeing how other people have broken it down, the analysis on it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get what they're going for here. Um, 
I feel at the very least he was kind of rushed. Yep. Uh, the breathing room again, and that gets back to what are you spending your time on, too, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you need to show as much of this stuff plowing through the town? How much can you? How much can you trust your audience to understand the context of a giant iron running through things, especially when we have seen it before? Um, <laughs> and you can safely assume they probably have too. Uh, how much does that just become? We're animators, that's thing, and yada. Versus, we need it. We also need to be storytellers, relaying. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's such. You don't need to iron out the story. Yeah. Oh Sometimes, <laughs> look, the wrinkles technically mean additional surface area for plot to stick to. Um, <laughs> levels, layers metaphors all day this is Onions. this is this this is why this is my this is this is why I'll, i i enjoy doing this this is why i'm here it's like yeah i'll <laughs> keep it i'll just keep fractally analyzing it because there's at least there the meat the meat's there on those bones um <laughs> man i'm gonna be Except really curious uh i mean like i said you're the one who's gonna be running as uh let's let's let me just pull up that word count real quick <laughs> what does it say here? Where was word count say here on the thing? Oh, yeah, uh, but how many of those words are about Shin? Uh, Someone is actually, more, more wordy than me. You're in trouble. Half 67, of my edits come back from CJ. You won't. You put too much. <laughs> six six thousand seven hundred and sixty nine nice words. <laughs> um, <laughs> asshole. Uh, no, I, I'd be curious to see, to see what you guys does. Is that a threat or a promise? It's both. It is. It is both. both. Why not both? <laughs> it can be both. Yes. I would. Here's the other thing: with Shugei's getting a second shot at it, not that we can trust that any sort of projects will ever get additional chances now in modern Warner. Mm. What else are they going to be able to kind of eventually loop back to? Like, if they ever, mm. if they ever mended bridges um, properly with Kazuya Saramaki and Kara. Uh, you know, could we get theoretically a true Shin fully Kuli out of Suramaki and mm-hmm. Kara with this? That is again a direct continuation if they so chose. Will they ever loop back to Prague? Because there's certainly enough people there to play with and um, characters who, that by the end of it, you'd be like, okay, what kind of adults will these <laughs> will these screwballs be? Um, yeah. Which again, I, I have less of that question with 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 Kana than 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 the other folks. I mean or put it this way, Kana of all the people to bring back, I'd rather see literally everybody else. <laughs> everybody else really? is kind of Yeah. They 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 they've got they've got they they cuz they already had kind of dreams and stuff to think about. Like seeing where they ended up. Um I'm not sure if it would make for good fully Cully, but it'd make for interesting stuff. I think it's kind of interesting that, that Kana ended up I mean the, the fact that she, that she does. The fact that she seems to be a, in the same sort of space cop job uh, that we've seen many other people fall into uh, in fully Cooley is definitely a choice. Mm-hmm. Look, I just don't want to have to be, you know, a cab also means Kana. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, it also means how to how to how to go. And it just, it just makes me think of uh, 
like the the lead girl on uh, Psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> like she looks enough like Kana. <laughs> Celia, thoughts on on Shugays? You know, okay, so obviously I haven't seen this show that it's supposed to be a sequel to. Um, Grunge does not give me confidence that Shugays can accomplish uh, telling a story in three episodes. I know it's a different team. I'm curious to see who is doing the screenplay because right now the only credits that are available are the producers and the director. Um, so I'm curious to see who's doing the screenplay and series composition. Three episodes just feels too short. Especially the thing that they seem to be doing here is they're kind of uh, limiting their scope because the what I, what I've heard of this series is they're they're focused on these two teenagers, uh, one's kind of a typical boy and the other is a more free spirited girl, and they are barricading themselves in this tower to try and make the town change, and it could somehow affect the rest of the world apparently <laughs> because of well, all that no. Yeah, I don't know. I I just kind of wonder if we really need this many sequels. Like, I know that sounds yeah, bad, probably. but there's just a point where, where I'm like, will this be the end? Can this be the end? Like, do we really need four sequels to the six-episode OVA that really, the way it ends, you don't need more, I guess? Um, yeah. I felt that way with two and three. So, well, yeah. and especially because, okay, so what are you going to do to tie this back? Well, it's lore stuff, but the lore stuff was always just window dressing in the original series anyway. So it's like, well, we want to use the same window dressing to do other coming of age stories. It's like, well, why can't you just let them fucking tell their own story? Why can't yeah. you, you know? Um, and that gets, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, again, as much as I'm enjoying this and reveling in uh, picking it apart and all that. I would also enjoy doing that with like original series. Right? Yes, actually original series. Like I, I, you know, I seriously kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit reading that article where Jason was comparing it to Marvel and Star Wars. And you're like, dog, no. 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 Even... Y- even well, you're constantly criticizing Marvel and Star Wars, Jason. Well, well, and also it's like, you know what's built for that? Or at least has the history of it? Evangelion. Yes. Like, if you want to do that and just like completely have nonsensical things that literally use not just the, the setting, but the exact same chess pieces. I mean, characters. Uh, there you go. And towards that end, it's like all of that stuff isn't why anyone actually gives a shit about Evangelion. It's fun. It's it's extra fan service for everybody who wants to see every possible iteration of these characters. And in, in and of itself became beautiful meta in the final Evangelion film. However, um, that's not fully coolie. It never was. And to say like, well, it's the one we can do it with sucks. Um, and I think sells the whole power of Toonami short because if you gave these creatives and all of the people who have gotten to do these sequels so far have more than proven that if they'd just been given a blank canvas, they would have given you back 
six episodes or even three episodes or whatever that you could have confidently said, I'm glad we own this lock, stock and barrel. We can keep running it forever. And the whole media, like it's, it is in microcosm still, no matter how good it is to any given person, uh, emblematic of this, no new culture that like, Mm -hmm. Hey, new, new creation stopped somewhere around them the matrix and everything else gets to be remakes and that's or adaptations you know uh such an expensive medium to work in well we better make sure that it's something that we've already proven itself somewhere else that it can't that 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 as an art form it's not allowed to uh to be expressive and that's tragic it is Mm, yeah well then just of all the things they could keep building upon and keep adding sequels to i just wouldn't pick fully coolie it feels to me like a creative decision stuck back in the early 2000s when anime fans were eating that shit up and every anime fan was playing fully coolie at least once a month at their anime club it was screened at cons on a regular basis in the screening rooms like you know what i mean back in its heyday which it doesn't have anymore and it's not to say that's because fully coolie like i don't feel like it's irrelevant anymore simply because like uh of what it is that's just not the way that fans consume anime anymore there's so much of it out there and there's so people are consuming things so quickly and forgetting them so fast fully coolly hasn't been on anybody's radars in a long time like even these sequels even though they're trying to bring them back you know they came out in like 2018 2017 people have already long forgotten them so why continue <laughs> instead of working on fresh stuff that can compete with the current market, especially for a platform like Toonami where people are constantly asking, why isn't this show on? Why isn't this show on? Why isn't this show on? Well, Toonami may not be able to afford to license those shows, but maybe they could utilize their current budget and their connections with these studios to make something that can kind of compete with it in a way where they can say, well, we can't get you Spy Family. But well, it's not even, and, that, and that's this not... really cool show that we could afford to produce rather than a well, nostalgia it... trip from a ship from a property that very few people who are still watching Toonami really know or remember. Well, much as that, it's just the uh, not even whether they can afford it, but whether they're even allowed to have it. Like the second they split with Crunchyroll, that changed their whole mathematics. And uh, in terms of just your, you know, like there's, it's not even just whether they afford it. It's like, they, like it, there's certain things that, like, at no price would they would it would it be given to them because you don't help a competitor like that, and they're competitors now. Um, you know, Sony is not going to, you know, Sony's just like, no, that's our that's our toy. Would they they'd sooner start up their own fast channel or something else to 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 you know if they want if they if there's going to be that kind of linear uh, presentation of it, they'll take that too. They're more, Man, more than capable. They will. That's a whole separate ball of wax. I'll save that kind of speculation for uh, my friend Jesse's podcast on in Canada. Just get that plug right in there. Um, no, that that aspect of okay, you've you, you're fighting. You know, it's whether money or not, you're fighting with your with one hand cuffed behind your back, um, and doing that on presumed nostalgia is just kind of half-assed, and. Fully Cooley is particularly ill-suited for this, but even for things that were designed to continually be 
stretched out. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think there's any mistake besides the fact that, again, it's not their toy to have anymore because of who owns these versions of it. But it's like, I think even if fun, I think even if uh, Crunchyroll said, hey, we'd love for you to run the Tenchi OVA, the new Tenchi OVAs and the new Tenchi GXP OVA, they'd be like, God, no. <laughs> and they have to have, and if that's their reaction to something that was at one point seminal to the block and was part of what brought me into the block was the original Tenchi, run Tenchi stuff on there. Um, if that's, if that applies there, it just applies as much here, maybe more so because of the incredibly high art nature uh, by comparison that fully coolly represents to try and, you know, it's, you know, this is. Hey, we want to make a sequel to, uh, you know, you know, it's exit through the gift shop kind of thing. You know, it's like, Hey, you just saw this, this beautiful art. Now go buy this merch of it. And you're like, Ugh. it's not, it, 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 again, as great as it can be. And I genuinely enjoy it. Again, you step out of it into the, the context of commerce and you're just like, that's a bad choice. And it makes for worse art long term because all this time you're spending making fully coolie sequels and prequels and spinoffs no matter how great they are is counting down the hours while you could be making something new and restarting the clock which ironically in a truly meta way if a lot of what certain fully coolie characters problems is is they can't let go of things particularly haruko this in and of itself is that. And you, you know, they're still chasing Adamisk. And you can't get it. You know? And even if you recapture it, it's too much. And you can't hold it together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta uh, just wax poetic there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just... I as these sequels continue to come out, I just keep wondering who is this for? Because the people who are my age that were consuming fully coolie as young teens, you know, or adolescents back when it was really, really popular are adults now. And the younger fans don't really know what it is. Um, then that, so that's where I'm like, why? <laughs> when there's other ways that they can invest to appeal to a broader demographic. I mean, even getting outside of demographic specifically, it's like, are you, you know, if the whole idea is you're wanting to make something really good because you can't buy that really good thing, this is not how you make a really good thing in terms of how that, God, it feels weird to call that like some sort of peak era, but like from a strict standpoint, just how much original, original production was happening in Japanese animation specifically, but maybe even kind of globally right there as opposed to adaptation that was a pretty unusual era and it was because there were so many shots at that so many chances being taken that yeah some of them were just going to be total unexpected winners from either super uh, groups of creatives who had already kind of honed things in or just brand new people who you didn't know had those have you you put the right people in the right room and even though none of them are necessarily that notable they became notable because of what they were able to achieve in a a room together and that's not going to happen if the whole idea is well make it fit this ip i mean we've noticed that we haven't seen in shoegaze haruko at all in the trailer and 
maybe she's that, not so she's not supposed to be there and is, maybe and, and the thing is, the is girl supposed to be her though her voice sounded a lot like i was wondering the trailer. that too the i mean that, that, like i don't her. think that's kari actually i you know but in in the in the article it is mentioned that Haruko is not there. And that's the thing is, is if they actually manage to hear, finally do a fully coli that isn't, you may be just using some of the rules of the world, but finally just sort of has them left confidence, at least in itself to reference the, <laughs> a spinoff uh, or, or prequel sequel rather than um, really count on those old notes. Maybe there's a pathway forward there. That doesn't immediately, the second you step back from it, be like, art, commerce, problems. What are you <laughs> doing? Um, this is, again, part of why shoegaze is such a gamble uh, in a way that even uh, that the original in, 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 in a way that the original Fully Cooley and even Grunge weren't. Fully Cooley, original Fully Cooley was nuts to try to do at the time. And especially because it was also just leveraging technically uh, a bunch of stuff that hadn't been in common usage yet and all that that's a whole different thing grunge with this compressed compression on compression problem that it faced uh had a tough hand out but managed to kind of at least not totally break the bank uh this if they can actually make grow kana without that ruining kana do that without any of our usual cast especially haruko especially all of the other things that come with haruko there okay maybe there's something to this where you can say like okay it isn't just weird that you're completely leaning back on this thing but otherwise you're right it is very strange celia that they're willing to just that, that, that they that people so seasoned people who saw the value of these anime original projects and who built their career who have who, over decades now bringing that to the world be like well it's anime original but not that original strange and i get it because they've also been kind of bitten by it they tried mm. and it didn't go that well like repeatedly mm. <laughs> like igpx didn't go that well for them I, do, I would actually i would like to see a new version of igpx Give Mitsuru Hongo some 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 racks, but I'd rather see. <laughs> you know what I'd rather see? New new story from Mitsuru Hongo. Yeah, I mean, as it stands, the thing that we associate him with the most is an adaptation. Yeah. So at the very least, let him adapt something else. And you know what? I can't I can't say fully. And you know what I you know what I can't say? I can't say that Toonami doesn't do this. Like I said, like the Thena uh, is housing complex C attached to anything previously? No, no. Yeah, it's original. Um, obviously, yeah, well, and, you know, obviously, uh, going back to to IGPX and the upcoming Shinichiro Watanabe project, right? Yep. Uh, Ah, Lazarus. Lazarus. It is our, it is our last great hope for something to be good. (laughs) I really, I mean, in a sense, it's like as interesting as shoegaze is going to be to me because I like tearing this thing apart and tying it back to all these other things. I enjoy it. Lazarus is going to be the thing that is the make or break, maybe for certainly for Toonami, but maybe more generally for whether there's a future for the kind of stuff that the built Toonami original series. Mm. I don't know. 
I mean, on the other hand, I could say, you know, it really built it on was adaptations and spinoffs because it was Dragon Ball Z and wing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can say like, but in that mix was a lot of original content, you know, Dragon Ball Z and wing was a lot of people's entree into there. But that wasn't mine. That was Tenchi. And that was. Wow, a, a weird six episode OVA. History doesn't rhyme or doesn't repeat, but it rhymes, right? <laughs> and it would be cool yeah. if they had a new weird six OVA episode OVA. <laughs> Actually new. I mean, I really Perks enjoyed Housing Complex too, so there's that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is it's not like it's not like this other stuff's been bad. Like even like enjoyed the I enjoyed the Blade Runner. And like that's very cash any. You know, on again on something that has no business being extended, <laughs> didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I also wondered who Blade Runner Black Lotus was supposed to be for. I it it oh. was for Laser Kid. Uh, I <laughs> I didn't want it though. <laughs> you know you know you know you know who it was for. It was for pro- the promotional budget of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Blade Runner is totally something that I grew up with, but. And again, it's like, I mean, actually, Blade Runner 2049 is kind of an interesting thing. I think when I think about it in terms of the Fully Cooley sequels, I like the Fully Cooley sequels. I like Blade Runner 2049. Do either of them need to be? Nah. 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 I, agree. I, I, I would say that Blade Runner 2049 it has a better answer to existing than the sequels do. For Fully oh, Cooley, for sure. But I get Is your it? point. Yes. Um, No, there's a little bit more meat on those bones. Does a good job of giving a reason to care about what's going on, giving us something that is connected to, grows and pushes forward. Something pretty cool. That's the thing is, I don't know if Fully Cooley was ever in a position to be extended in that way. So you end up, so so you end, so you end up with responses. You end up with inversions, and those Mm -hmm. are fun for you know armchair philosophy nerds like me. Uh, who the fuck wants to? That's not per, somebody flipping through channels on television. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I was an English major with a minor in philosophy, so I'm understanding what you're talking about. I just it hasn't grabbed me as much as it could have. Mm. Doesn't necessarily just because it's there doesn't necessarily mean that that baseline presentation is going to draw people in without, of course, context. Yep, or memory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, shoegaze. I hope they, like I said, I just hope they don't ruin Kana. I like Kana. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I like Kana too. I hope it accomplishes its story arc in three episodes more smoothly than Grunge did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Again, I I think the smaller focus will help there, but I mean, you know what it really needs to do is it needs to be, okay, it's three episodes, but it really just needs to play like a movie. It really just needs to be like an hour of television that happens to have breaks in it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or 70, 70 minutes, you know, taken out, you know. I think this one might work that way because it's going to be a continuous story. Yeah, that will probably help it immensely because, I mean, the flip side is, is like, you know, I said, like, oh, it's very Tarantino-esque. Yeah, but Tarantino makes like like double length movies. Yeah. It's way, <laughs> it's way easier to play with the non-linear, out of order shit when you have plenty when you essentially have a you're when you're essentially putting on like a a, 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 a multiple episode miniseries of yeah, these things i was gonna Not... say what it reminds me of is actually Dorara. Mm. 
which is mm-hmm. a 26 episodes or 24 episode season. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, there's well, you could say Bacchano, but... which is at least like half that. Yeah. Bacchano, too. Um, Again, this gets back to, you know, I bet they could have done it in six. They probably could have. <laughs> um, if the, and that was the problem. Is not only is it three episodes, it's also multiple perspectives. And they and needed more room for, for to do multiple perspectives. You need a little more room. You know, for a programming perspective, I why why just three episodes? You you can only use that in small doses anywhere, even less so than six. It feels it's... like they took what was granted to be a single season of Fully Cooley and just made it two. Because we're getting them so close. Yeah, maybe. But we got Alt and Prague basically back to back. They were simultaneous yeah. things. I know. So. I agree with you. What yeah, I'm but, say, but that was 12. Uh, and what I'm what I'm th- saying is I think they got like the green light for like one six episode or and like, let's make it two threes. That works, oh, right? Yeah, I well, that's, I appreciate that's a feeling. I appreciate that they're they're letting the director of alternative take another swing. I think that's great. Frankly, I'm a little insulted that they didn't lead with that one, but it, uh, I think that is I'm like actually, he's proven himself in my I'm opinion. So that this is the second one because I, uh, if it's good, which I think it will be. I'll, I'll leave happier than I came in. Yeah, I think I think they're probably looking for a palate cleanser. I mean, yeah. as it stands, again, they ran <laughs> the much more polarizing Prague and the much closer to to traditional alt afterwards. And I think we're seeing the exact mm-hmm. same thing. The much more polarizing uh, experimental grunge, and then we'll have a little bit of like... fortunate side effect is that they put all their promotion behind grunge and Shoegaze yeah. feels oh, like by an the afterthought. Way, just, just no promos whatsoever. Zero promos whatsoever, yeah. as best as I can tell, for fully coolly shoegaze up here in Canada. Nothing. What? Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Again, Jesse, who's on in Canada, has been trying to like scrub through, like record stuff and scrub through ads. And it's like, hey, did you see, like, he's asking me, did you see anything? I'm like, unless it was so short that I missed it, no. Like, you know, I mean, the to only be fair, promos that existers like a pretty long one and then the really short one where tom and sarah are talking so that's obviously not going to air in canada i mean they're well what what with considering all of the frigging ad breaks they've got up here with the airing yeah jamming a minute (laughs) 30 in there isn't going to work because that would be your whole ad break Mm. um though you know what something else the thing that gets me is when they were showing off these shows at the Mm. At, at their panel at at uh, San Diego Comic Con earlier this year, it's like they show they show grunge and they're like grunge is coming September 9th. I was like, and here's another upcoming Fooly Cooly, and we like we get a tease of shoegaze. That would give you no indication that that is coming immediately soon. <laughs> immediately when they announced on air that it was coming on September 30th, I was like, excuse me. First of all, what? This is only three episodes? Two? Excuse me? <laughs> like, if they actually have Uzumaki done, they should have slapped that in the middle of them and then no, spaced you, no, it out. No, you can't. You cannot run Uzumaki in the mix of this. They, that thing's going to be, again, adaptation, letdown. But <laughs> probably one of, it. like, seems certainly... If, 
on pace to be the most visually impressive adaptation since like Akira. So, you know, claim, but I mean, taken four years. I mean, it's well, no, it's taken four years, and every clip is just it's that level of Jinjito line work in motion. Like they have, that's true. They have, they have. I, I don't. As much as I would love to hear a behind the scenes on however that was made, I can only imagine it's by grinding animators to dust. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It seems it's just every shot from that looks absolutely maddeningly complex and and animated because even the all the background like nothing is static, and that even with every digital trick applied expertly to reduce work uh, and overhead is still a lot of lot of work. Um. And just working in a, in, a, in a straight black and white with maybe some grayscale is uh, very. It's a very. It's a weird skill set. Um, I like you know speaking to fully Kuli, like they talk about like how the manga scene with all of that rapid fire untranslatable dialogue was just from an animation standpoint hard as hell to do because it hadn't been. It just was just the, absolutely taxing. Um, despite them being like, hey, we're so, hey, we've got digital animation. This is going to help us out. And they're like, nope, this is just still a hard thing to pull off. And this is that just constantly and in full motion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But, but yeah, I don't know. I like, like I said, we'll see what happens with you guys. Yeah. Silly, do you think you're going to be able to get alt in before next weekend? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Nope, definitely not. I have I have to watch Bubblegum Crisis first. You know, that is absolutely actually more, more important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure if, if Adrian is listening to this episode right now, I'm long overdue to actually have watched it because he got it for me like I think a year or two ago at this point. So that's next. I just finished yeah. Nana and now I need to watch uh, Bubblegum Crisis. So I probably will not fit another Fooly Cooly sequel in before Shoegaze starts airing. That's only six wafer thin episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're oh. not, you know, they they go down easy. <laughs> they're Here's pretty the easy thing, watching. Though. Like I watched Grunge because it didn't have any connection to the previous ones. But I already knew when those other sequels were announced and when they came out, I was like, I'm not invested. I <laughs> I really only like the original Fooly Cooly because I like the people who worked on it. And I like their art. Mm. Not because I have any sort of attachment to the characters or the themes or anything like that. I just like their art. And as when they're not involved, then it, I don't have motivation to keep up with the sequels. I'm like, meh. If I, if I really want more Yo-Yo Shinari or Hiroyuki Maishi, then I have other projects that I can watch instead. Uh, you do. <clears throat> yeah. I will say for episode three, they did kind of echo some of that stylistic stuff that Imaishi and Yoshinari did in Fuli Kuli and in Evangelion. The star-shaped explosions mm-hmm. made me very happy. <laughs> I'm I'll like, say, I'll, they I'll tried... That- and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they kind of got another little um, Imaishi. I, I would argue they got another little Imaishi uh, reference, if not jab in there with how it ends. Because obviously Imaishi recently did the Edge Runners anime. And it ends rather bleakly with a, 
girl with a dip dyed haircut in outer space. And she's the only one of her friends who made it. And, you know, grunge kind of ends in the same way, but it's really hopeful. And that, when I, when I, that clicked for me, I'm like, man, it's kind of like, I, I have no idea if they intended that, but as a inversion of how Andrew, edge runners concludes, I was like, huh, that's, mm. that's neat. It's kind of neat. <laughs> I, I don't think that's that, more of a coincidence. I don't feel oh, like that probably. was intentional. Could be. Especially because Orinoko really sticks out as the one character that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the character designs. Like, really, if we're looking at consistency in the character designs, Haruko should really be the only one that, like, has these bright, zany colors. Because even in the original Fully Coolie, when you had characters with crazy hair, I forget now it's his classmate with the purple hair. She had purple hair, right? That's not a normal color. Mommy Me had like this reddish pink thing going on, but they were very muted. Mm-hmm. Orinoko's hair is like neon. Yeah. And it's, it's a little too much. <laughs> it, it should be really be muted. And that's where like I I like half joked when I said she looks like an Ila Kushinov character, but she does. She has the same haircut, the same glasses style, the same color palette as one of his illustrations. You know? <laughs> you are correct. Like, it's literally just the girl he draws all the time. And it made her kind of stick out like a sore thumb with everyone else. Mm. If her colors had been just a bit more muted, I think it would have worked. She was a little too neon. (laughs) Yeah, it is a little hard to take her completely seriously when these important things are happening. And (laughs) she's just really neon. Yeah. But oh well, I mean that was a that was a creative choice. They did it, and mm-hmm. I mean it wasn't. I don't think it was a necessarily a poor choice because she still looked good. It was just where I'm like, mm, uh, yeah, I really like, like that shot when she's looking up to the sky and you see the little tear. And boy, right. does that that scene hit harder after you know what just happened. Right, that was that was really sad. And I that actually was had actually to, one of the times that CG was really scene. good. I had to check that scene again to make sure that the tear was there the first time because I just wondered, did I miss that the first time? Yeah. Yeah, it was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Grunge isn't perfect. I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I don't like it. <laughs> People who enjoy it, good for them. I'm glad that they have been able to find enjoyment in it, um, you know, and they had a good time watching it. Good. Good for them. <sighs> well, we've we've been at this for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not adding another segment to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to wrap this up like it's uh, a one. So <laughs> if you have any additional thoughts on Fooly Cooly Grunge, you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Follow us on Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, and the TuneIn app. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at SoundCloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com including, hopefully, 
a 6,000 plus something from Carl. <laughs> Let's be real. It's probably going to be like 7,000 by the time you're done. No, it's done. <laughs> oh, it's done. All yeah, right. it's done. <laughs> so uh, please look Yay. forward to Carl's thesis on Fully Cooly Grunge. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hey, published no, on the site. Usually when I send something to CJ, he's like, can you expand upon that? I honestly want to send it to him and say, tell him to cut it down. He always <laughs> tells me to cut my stuff down. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Mm. I have a tendency to ramble. Uh, well. <laughs> well, 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 we'll see. But either way, you can get the unabridged version on Carl's blog at some point. Oh, oh, director's cut, director's, director's cut. cut, director's cut, <laughs> director's <laughs> cut. Uh, yeah, yeah. Carl, tell them where they can find you. You can find me, as always, at carlarlson.com, where I blog very intermittently, but obviously very long-windedly when I really put my uh, whole foot in it. Um, also, you can, of course, listen to my music at alterclassroom.com and on alterclassroom on any major streaming service. Uh, you know, it's, it's please run the numbers up because these Instagram plays are worth nothing. 58,000 plays and it's two cents. So please go for it. Uh, and other than that, uh, and I just obviously uh, released a radio edit version of uh, Nurse Hello's uh, complete discography. Please run that up on Spotify just so that it can start to be uh looped in on all of these streaming services and so on. So thank you. <laughs> all right. Celia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Planets Twinkle and on Facebook at Celia Rose Cosplay. Laser, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Uh, you can find my uh, Chinami Focus editorials right here on Chinami Faithful. And you can find me guesting over on V-Lord's Cavalcade, a podcast that I memed into the name into existence of the V-Lord podcast universe. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984 and also on Blue Sky at Sketch1984. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, this dissertation on Wooly <laughs> Cooly Crunch episode three and also the rest of this three episodes. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we talked a long time, but we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I think we all enjoyed being here. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. This uh, was a look, great discussion. Absolutely. Look, I was the one, I, I was the one that made everyone miserable by talking too much. So <laughs> no, 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 no. You stop me from talking too much. Cause that's usually me that does that. I'm glad to have taken over momentarily. Let's not make this a regular thing. <laughs> Sketch, maybe I should just come back for, like, the end of, like, <laughs> shoecase. Yeah, actually, you know what? No, I, I enjoyed bouncing off you, man. It was interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I figured it'd be good if we uh, shuffled the lineup a little bit. There were some folks that wanted to talk about grunge, but we couldn't work it out. So I told him, well, there's shoegaze. <laughs> try, try and get Jesse on to talk shoegaze if you can. I think he'd be an interesting uh, guy to talk to. He's certainly familiar with all the works, but definitely a different perspective than mine. That's why he has me to bounce off of on his podcast. <laughs> yeah, but he told me to ask you. <laughs> because he knows I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Stinko, man.
I want to be the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> you can't be the guy. Gotta have blue hair. Like Orinoco. <laughs> Except for when it's not blue. Oh, no. And cut. <laughs> Thank okay. you for listening. <laughs> Coming in 2027. Fully Cruelly Disco. A young space dandy <laughs> must find his way through Medical Mechanicus plot to end the Boobies restaurant. Oh, my God. <laughs> 